Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Barry here. Dustin Frazier. Bada boom. Realist chat room in every chat room. How you doing? I personally can't complain. It's looking pretty yeah. good right now. Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight. Lots to talk about. I'm gonna be around the bush. I know you've all had a shit week. Happening across the planet. This is the first time that we're broadcasting across everything. There's a simulcast here, so welcome chat rooms uh, on Mixer, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter via Periscope. Don't be a stranger. You can type into any of them. We're attentive to all of them. And we will see you across all chat rooms as well. So don't be scared. Jump on in. We don't bite. I was going to follow it up, but I thought, you know what? Maybe not tonight. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I'm not following. I'm not following. There's, there's no good way out of that. Just... No, no, there really isn't. <sighs> well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Of course, iTunes, Stitcher, all of that. We'll shout you guys out later on in the evening so how have you been not bad not bad you know business as usual just getting through the days pretty much yeah no no undertaker stories this this week uh unfortunately not um the next episode will not be until the 14th that was chapter four will actually be uh popping up so again wait a little while for chapter four but i I can't even believe that there's a chapter two. Like I, I, I love the Undertaker and his legacy, but now we have the saga that's going on. This whole thing, right? Kind of funny that realistically wasn't supposed to be a chapter two, but then life. But then life, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sorry about the. Uh, we didn't finish the South Park yesterday. That was just because of technical issues. We'll, we'll do it sometime later this week. Oh yeah, like I said, I owe you guys a stream. So, gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, stuff happens, stuff happens. So, apparently, WWE has made some changes to their graphics. Yeah. Somebody done made it come up. Does it count, though? Like, is it a come up when, uh, does the graphic mean it's a come up? Well, you know what, let's put it on, on, let's bring it up here first, and then we'll determine what's going on. So, this is the original raw graphic that you're looking at here. Okay. So, um, that it originally had Becky Lynch in the middle, for obvious reasons. I mean, that is their main girl right there. And it also had Ricochet and AJ Styles. But Styles was moved to SmackDown. And uh, I guess Ricochet fell out of favor. That's become quite obvious over the past few weeks. They forgot Ricochet still works there. Yeah, so if we're going by who they put on their official Raw graphic in regards to who they consider like the faces of the company, then that sort of gives you an indication of who they may or may not push. So that was the old graphic. So let's see what happens with the new one. I'm doing this in real time with you guys, so I actually haven't looked. I've gotten a glimpse at it. Yeah. Okay. So now we got Drew McIntyre and Asuka added and uh, AJ Styles, since he jumped over, and Angel Garza with no more ricochet. So this is what they're looking at as the the people who they want you to think of when you think of Raw. Yeah. I mean, that's a big move for uh, Angel Garza. They really want like a Latino heat type dude. They've wanted it ever since they lost Eddie. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? They've wanted it ever since they lost Eddie. And no disrespect because all the Spanish guys they've brought in are fantastic wrestlers. Fantastic wrestlers. 
But you're not going to get another Eddie. But they've all been dry in that sense. And it's, I even feel bad calling them dry because, again, look at what the bar is that we're setting here. We're basically saying, yeah. are they Eddie? Nope. Are you Eddie? Nope. So it's like, no disrespect to any of them. But they want that personality, you know, and some of them, quite honestly, uh, I guess haven't been part of this country long enough to even be able to be what they're what they're looking for. Again, no disrespect meant, but like uh, Eddie, Eddie was like, a, you know, he, he was multilingual, I guess is the most important thing. Yeah. So he had a lot of personality in English and Spanish. I find a lot of these guys have all their personalities in Spanish, which isn't working for for Raw. And then when they're in English, they sound like robots. And it's really awkward and weird. And you can hear that they're struggling. Oh, God. So the delivery is just strange. And he's like the first one who he's kind of hitting that balance, I guess, where he comes off like, you know, like that Spanish playboy type, you know, and it works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been working great for him, like. He he's been on fire ever since he came up. So I'm not surprised at all to see him on this graphic now. And he can work. Like all of them can work, but now we have one that can uh actually he do can hit the other other side too. Yeah, exactly. And they needed to add I guess they have more people in this now, right? Like in this poster compared to the old one. I think so, yeah. Yeah, they needed more people to replace Becky. Oh yeah, they need as much as they can get. <laughs> yeah. If anyone was curious as far as what SmackDown, what the posters of SmackDown look like, which honestly I can't even get into. Did I even have it? Yeah, I have it, which I can't even get into because honestly, SmackDown's so bad at this point that like, I don't think they, they just need a poster of a skull and crossbones, you know, like I never, they finally did it. You know, they finally did it after, after years of trying and failing, they successfully destroyed SmackDown. I I think back to how many times we've been on this show and there was a draft or a superstar shakeup or something and we were like, oh my God, like, I just don't want them to mess this up, man, because the other ones were like, oh, look what they took away. <laughs> There's like, so much off in this picture. Not, now this guy, now this guy's going to Raw. I really hope, think of how many drafts and superstar shakeups we were worried and then we'd come back a few weeks later. You know what? SmackDown still managed to survive through. It didn't, it didn't change too much, even though <laughs> finally. <laughs> That's the town buckaroo. This is the, I think it hit me today when I watched how SmackDown opened, it made me realize where I was, you know, it was, it, I felt like it must, that must be what it feels like to like, just suddenly sit somewhere and you look around and you realize you don't know anyone in the room <laughs> <laughs> because the opening Yo. of SmackDown, which we'll get into later, it just, I just had this moment where I was like, Oh, what I'm like, what am I watching? Is this what I'm watching? This is I the show see, I'm watching. I want to see them pitch that idea. Like I just want to watch it happen. Like, well, it was funny because I, I was I was scrolling through articles and right on the uh, right underneath an article talking about the disgust people had with what we're gonna get into later, the opening of SmackDown. It was a it was another article about uh apparently the head SmackDown writer being released. I don't know if they're related. I haven't read. I haven't read beyond that. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised with this company. I hope they're related. <laughs> Good lord! Like I love how the guy in the very front of this, they only even acknowledge him on TV. Like yeah. we haven't seen uh, what I don't understand. They only have an updated Daniel Bryan. Like what? Why is Sasha ahead of Bailey? She's clearly the sidekick. I don't understand. There's so much wrong here. Like, um, you know, I I kind of like the uh the the way that we'll get into that later. But I kind of like where that's going. But they don't know. It almost seems like this is a post of what of the way it should be. <laughs> you know, like this See, is like an alternate universe. I feel it's like the problem them. is that they did that. We know it. We know where it could go. They don't. So it's like I almost can't even give him credit. Like, how many of these guys don't look like the same? Like, Kofi's blonde, Daniel's clean shaven, 
we haven't seen the Fiend since they dropped him out to the senior citizen. Like, what? They act like Roman doesn't exist. I don't understand. Smackdown's like, I'm falling apart. Oh my god! And then the start of SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. It's easy to not want to watch any of their shit at this point. <laughs> I forget some most of the time nowadays. Like, I forget when it's Friday. I forget SmackDown's coming on until I just having to stumble across something. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I gotta catch that later. I find it dreadful. It's freaking painful at this point. So, Samoa Joe, huh? Oh, Joe. Yo, Joe. He got uh, he got Taz, huh? Did you hear about that? Yeah, pretty much. He is the new Taz. He... Yeah, he's permanently replacing Lawler on Raw. And it's funny because my girlfriend was the first to say it, and I, and I thought it right after her where it was like, oh, boy, I hope that uh, they're not tazzing this dude because he fits he that description. Him. You know how they like to taz people. <laughs> All I'm saying is at least he dodged the wind beneath my ring bullet. For now. At least he didn't get it that bad. For now. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me if, if freaking 10 years from now, a heel John Cena is whipping his ass with a belt. Because <laughs> he won't put <laughs> it on the shirt. Actually, no, it would surprise me. It would surprise me. But it did surprise put me. On the shirt, Joe. Get, getting Taz surprised me, too. You know what it is? It's because he's such a good talker. He's such a good talker. Yeah, one of Joe's best qualities came back and bit him. It's impossible to be as good of a talker as he is and uh, not want to have that role. But I wanted to see more of a use with the character. But right now he's still concussed from what I'm hearing. So uh, that doesn't mean that he won't come back at some point in the future. I think he can always have a return. And if anything, this, is, this sustains him in the company because it's not like we'd be getting him right now. He's not clear to return. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely the next best thing. I mean, keeps him healthy, make sure he doesn't re-injure himself before he's ready to come back and then we see what happens when he's 100% good to go. Yeah. so he's not, It's not like Joe can't go. Just he, He's, he's not had cleared. bad luck lately. He's not cleared so they gave him this role. But that being said, this role is permanent. So once he is cleared whether or not he returns might not be immediate because he's on this role now, you know? Yeah. That's what they do. They task you. That's literally that, that we should put that in like the urban dictionary. What I just said, that last little thing. Of, and that's what being taz tazzed you. is. <laughs> you got a tazzy. An urban dictionary tazzed verb, an adjective. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I was going to pick someone, I would pick Samoa Joe, but I, but it, but I probably wouldn't pick anyone because no one cares about commentary at this point. Yeah. It's Whoa. just white noise. It's Byron Saxton and, and Tom Phillips out there, right? Yeah, with Joe. Yeah, the only reason I even know that now is because I looked for the first time today in years, just because I wanted to. <laughs> I, I wanted to see who who's with Joe. Now that I know he's a permanent deal, that's how irrelevant commentators have been to me. That I I never noticed that Michael Cole's not out there, and I was like, oh, okay, they never even had Cole. I don't I don't listen to them. I come they're white noise to me for years now. Oh. Like I only hear things every now and then, and every time I do. It's something we wind up making fun of on here. It's never sound stuff from anyone. So never anything this, is you get this Joe situation, and he's probably the best thing up there. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's a weird, weird makeup over here. And Lawler was exhausted. He sounded exhausted out there. Oh yeah, he sounded like he was enduring Raws at some point. You want the Pope? Really? Like TNA? The Pope from TNA? I mean, <laughs> that's kind of. You funny. know what? I he was, wouldn't. Wasn't he, he was a commentary out there at one yeah. point, right? He, he wasn't commentary. The, the rest of his time in TNA, he was on commentary. And it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. It was good. 
he sounds a lot like Kofi Kingston. If you listen to the Pope and don't hear him. Oh, yeah, like, when he know, goes in like he... <laughs> he he sounds like him. There were there were times that uh I would wonder what Kofi Kingston was doing there. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's right, it's the Pope. I was like, Kofi got released? Kofi. No, that's Pope. Yeah, right. But uh unfortunately, man, we're not gonna we're we're not gonna see too much Samojo in the ring during this era. Fortunately not. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. Melsa was saying that uh, he was told that Samojo is far too valuable as a wrestler to become a full-time announcer. Yeah, we're hearing that he's a full-time announcer, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, both things are somehow true. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Uh, what else we got going on here? Okay, we got Darby Allen. Did you hear the story about uh, he used to be on TV? on a show one time he guested on a show called uh it's tlc sex sent me to the er oh dear god i know that show oh no what do you do oh no i don't know i'm gonna i have oh, actually god. have a couple of clips here i hope this shit we're allowed to run <laughs> you understand i have seen some shit on that show oh, let me pull oh. the curtain back real quick and take a look at what the hell's going on here oh god Oh, that last name is going to come back to bite him. He really went all in. No. Oh, Jesus. I'm not ready. I don't know if I'm ready either. <laughs> I'm entering this carefully. Hold on. Give me a minute here because I want to see what the hell oh we're looking God. at. First. Unfortunately, he probably didn't. <laughs> okay, so this is a Chris Van Vliet. This is an excerpt from a Chris Van Vliet interview. I'll link you guys to the source and all the terms and across social media, but Okay, let's see what the hell's going on here. Oh, no. Yes, keep it real. Well, if we're keeping it real, I think people need to know that you were on TLC for a, well, a very different uh, medical problem, I guess. Yeah. I, what was the show called? Sex Sent Me to the ER. The episode's called Birds and Bees. I, uh, I was living in Arizona at the time, and I was, like, really fucking broke. Like, working at the 99-cent store down there. Like, legit, like, spending $10, like, a week on food from the Dollar Tree. Just, like, it'd be nights where you're like, oh, like, you, like... Like, two-for-one tuna, f or, I don't know, yeah. what's the go-to at the Dollar Store? Yeah, like, <laughs> all this, like, nasty-ass food. And you, But then I just remember, like... There's this thing, sex sent me to the ER, and then I like wrote into it and came up with this like fake ass story about like um hiking in the woods with like a grandma, and then like we were like <laughs> making love, and then like the, you and the grandma, yeah, okay. and then and then like we rolled over in like a bee's nest, and then like we thought it was like dead. The bees were like the nest was dead. The nest was like there was no bees in there. We just like oh it's a it's an old bees nest, and then like the bees came what? out and attacked us. And this obviously did not happen at all. <laughs> and they no, believe God. the story. But you got to be on TLC. Oh, and you got paid God. for it. Yeah. But like I came up with the story. And no then, shit. Uh, like, and I remember oh. TLC thought it was real. And <laughs> of then, course they would think it's real. Yeah. And they're like, and then, but I was like, shit, they're gonna fly me down there to film this interview. I'm like, I need to find a grandma. So I, I like Craigslist people, and then there's like this inspiring actress down in Los Angeles where they're filming it. Craigslist and I actress, chair about it. I'm like, hey, would you just like to pretend on the show? And she's like, yeah, be cool. So, uh, oh my God, what's her name? I forgot to be honest. <laughs> and then uh, I remember we right like now. we filmed it, and oh. we like it was it was fun. And you know, you got paid eight hundred dollars and like put up in a nice hotel. And then I was like, for me, I was like eight hundred dollars. Like, 
I've made it. Yeah. So uh, it was it was fun though. But uh, yeah, you seen that movie? Uh, My girl, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, of course. So like when he dies at the end with the bees. <laughs> so like the director of the show was like, so what's going to your head when the bees are attacking you? And I like started like. I was like, oh, dude, I just didn't want to end up like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> and he's like, we can't do this. Like, God, God, God. But uh, it was it was fun. Welcome to my oh brand new my YouTube channel. Oh <laughs> just for the record, oh wrote it God. down. I need to find a grandma. Oh. Yo, I just. <laughs> oh, my God. Darby Alice, my fucking hero. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know what's funny. I don't want to end up like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> wait, wait. Was it the bees or the Booker T Heat? Which one? <laughs> oh, my God. Yo. I don't know what's funnier. The fact that he comes up with the story. <laughs> the fact that TMZ believes him. I mean, the fact that TLC believes him. Or the fact that he had to get a no, the fact that he had to get a grandma off a of Craigslist. Oh man! I had or the fact that that motherfucker said, "I don't want to end up like Macaulay Culkin." I don't know which is funnier. <laughs> <laughs> that story got worse and worse as it went along. Oh man, that is a funny dude. <laughs> I was not expecting that. He just he just rolled with that story. Like he just like the the more he went, the better it got. <laughs> Oh my god. Holy shit. I just thought of my girl. <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to find this episode now because like, I know it's out there somewhere. <laughs> There's actually a, a a trailer to it here. Oh stop. No, yeah, no, sheets, no, no, no. provided no. a trailer. Let me see this. Oh, you it's better be called, lying to me. It's called Cougars and the Bees. Oh God, no! No, there's a legit trailer. This is him back before oh. AEW. Oh God! Wait a minute. I hope it wasn't taken down. I would. That would be heartbreaking. Oh, I cry. Right, I would cry. <laughs> like, how dare you cheat us out of this funny? Don't worry, man. We'll figure this out. <laughs> We're not gonna go anywhere without that shit. Right? Fuck your shit. You wrestling show could fuck off if we don't get this. No. <laughs> I'm working on. It. I'm working on it. I mean, man, I know there was panic there when it looked like we were going to get something that great and then it didn't come through. Oh, yeah, I got oh, it. I got it. Give me a minute. I'll put it up. In the oh, oh, God. Here we go. We were making love and then the best dream became the worst nightmare. What was that? It didn't sound natural. The reason I freaked out so badly when I saw that it was actually a beehive. <laughs> oh, my God. That's dirty. But I am oh, definitely allergic ah, to The beehive. All hell breaks loose. Oh, oh, no. I just popped up naked. They made him reenact this shit? I'm like, I just gotta get to the car. Really? Well, not really reenact, because it never happened the first time. I'm like, naked. <laughs> One minute, I'm having sex with this girl. That was like my ultimate fantasy. And the next thing I know, I'm running naked. The swarm of bees attacking me. He got a hot grandma. I like, thrashing around really? further behind me. I was already like running, this generation and then the one stinger, you know, I was like, um, no, I did not want this to happen. And then another stinger, I felt they really made him reenact this. And after that, my adrenaline just kicked in. If it hadn't been they so really scary, it would have this. been really funny to see him swatting these bees. And then I just really, I was like, I ran super fast. I don't care if someone sees me at this point. Right when I hit the like parking lot, Darby Allen in a different light right now, man. Booked into the car. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that?
Did you, just see, did you just see that? Champion by the end of 2020. Dude. I'm not even trying to put it back in the order. I'm just looking at it for myself. Like, I can't even believe <laughs> I just saw Darby Allen running naked like that. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I don't even know how to feel right now. I guess 800 bucks, man. They made him reenact the part where he ran naked from bees. Yeah, when you when, when you go through ten dollars in just a week, fucking the struggle you real sometimes. Oh my god! You might have to every now and then in life you might have to run naked for eight hundred dollars. Like, <laughs> where the fuck are you going to that? Like, I don't, I, I can't stop even looking at. It. I'm looking at it they were, the trying this whole time. Just like I can't believe the way he. There were a lot of these. Look at that shit. I love how they have to just put people in the shot looking at them run past. Like they're so over. They're all looking the same thing. Like is that fucking Darby Allen? That's all I can see. That's all I hear when I see oh those faces. Oh my god! Yo, if I ever get the chance to meet Darby Allen, I'm just like so. Bees. Hmm. You have. <laughs> if I get punched a, out, it'll be worth it. Fuck it, I don't care. You have to be a badass to uh come up with that. <laughs> I guess this motherfucker went from. Fucking somebody's grandma with bees almost breaking his legs on a, on a ladder this past week. Come on, man. Oh, my God. There's a lot of things I expect to see in 2020. <laughs> Darby Allen naked running from bees was not one of them. <laughs> I love the way he was telling the story, too. He's just like, yep, yeah, it's going to get worse. <laughs> it's going to get worse. Yeah. Oh, you want me to keep going? Okay. It's going to get worse. They should have made him keep going. He probably would have kept making stuff up. Then there was a bear. <clears throat> my God. Remember the bees? There was also honey. So yeah. Right. So uh, apparently there was an issue with Sonny, who's normally so well behaved. Right. And I always tease, but you know what? A lot of the time, people get at her lately, in my opinion, more than she's getting at anybody else. So I don't really know what to tell you. But uh, what happened was a fan tweeted out to her, and he said, "I'm a fan of Sonny ever since ECW, and that's the reason I follow her." But this perversion she has lowered herself for is sad to see. I'm not against the adult industry as a whole. Just disappointed one of my idols is sinking this low. And uh, she tweeted back and she said, sinking this low? How does 93,000 in five weeks sound to you better than you're doing, huh? So then the fan, yeah, right? Completely, completely counter. Counter stance. <laughs> So then the fan tweets back, I'm happy with my life. I survived a stroke that almost killed me. I'm paralyzed from it. Do I have money? No, but money doesn't buy respect and happiness. I meant no disrespect, just stating my opinion as a fan. And then after that, she blocks him. So uh, we're going to talk about this a lot tonight. But lately, it feels to me like people sort of try to do things in the name of being baby faces. But they really just want a license to be dicks. And I'm going to give yeah. you examples of that throughout the entire night, I promise you. But every single scenario that we come across in society today gets turned from what it is into a license to be dicks. And to me, this is another one of those situations. So when you let's analyze this exchange here. He's a fan of Sonny. That's why he follows her. But this perversion she lowered herself to is sad to see. Right there, there are people that would find that insulting that probably work in the adult industry. Yeah. And for you to say that, you're insulting them. Maybe it's not for you, 
But who are you to pass judgment on people like that as far as calling it a perversion? And then using the terminology of saying lowered is an implication of the fact that that means that you're above it. So you're basically being pretentious just in the sentence within itself. And then you're going to try to retcon that with your follow-up being that you're not against the adult industry as a whole. But then you're just disappointed to see one of your idols sinking this low, once again reiterating your emphasis on the fact that you were above something for it to be beneath you. That entire thing is insulting. It was completely insulting to her, and it was completely insulting to anyone who might work in the adult industry for you to basically say that they're beneath or above anyone. How do you decide whose function in this world and what decisions they make is beneath and above any of you? And for you to throw it at her and tag her in it, that pretty much puts you on the dance floor with her, if you will. Puts you in the squared circle. You didn't just and say this that she can't make you. And all that response basically looked like was you didn't expect for her to clap back that hard. So now you're trying to backtrack and make yourself look better. And then what does she do? You know what? Her retort, when I really look at the, the, the structure of his sentence, her retort wasn't really like she pulled a punch there with the first one. She said, sinking this low, how does 93K sound in five weeks to you? Better than you're doing, huh? And there's no way she can tell by your little Twitter picture what your backstory is. Suddenly. And this kills me. I don't care. You can call me a heel or whatever. It kills me how she verbally lashed him so bad that he needed to counter with his fucking tragic backstory. <laughs> that wasn't in the forefront until he felt offended. But it was okay for him to come on the offense to her. You see what I mean? The tragic backstory suddenly. And I'm not saying that it, it sucks that he went through that. It sucks for anyone. I don't want that to happen. But I just hate when people use things that happen to them as license to be dicks. And that's what this to me is. You came at her. You said a lot of insulting things to her in one exchange. All she did was talk about how great she's doing. When she said better than you're doing, huh? She probably didn't expect you to have a tragic backstory. She, she probably, probably thought, thought you were average She probably thought you were just poor and was just taking a jab at your money. But then you just basically made it, oh, I'm very happy with my life. You're so happy with your life that you're on here judging others. That's the first sign of happiness. When you right. try to call people out, tag them in this stuff and judge them. You don't even have like, it'd be one thing if you were just tweeting this to your personal followers, but you're literally tagging this person in there. You're calling her out. Her followers can see that too. And when you did it, you meant to do that. You did it for attention. If you were happy with your life, you wouldn't be looking for attention. You survived the stroke. You know, you should be happier and value life more. So, uh, yeah, money doesn't buy respect and happiness, but neither do tongue-in-cheek tweets like the one you sent out. Yeah. And you're not All really stating your opinion as a fan because a fan of somebody wouldn't do that. <laughs> exactly. A fan would basically say, hey, congratulations for all your success. Glad you're doing good. Glad you're out of jail. Happy for you. Yeah, that's not a fan. So everything he's saying is nonsense. And she's right. It's what she's not allowed to defend herself. Not everyone because of her past is like is like jumping on. I'm not going to be in that category. Screw that. Mm. You know, until, until she actually does something to fuck up. No reason. That guy was out of term. You know, that's the long and short of it. That guy was completely out of term. So. But he wanted a license to be a dick. That's what it really comes down to. Anytime people see an opportunity, they'll do it. Look at last week. We talked about that guy. Uh, I don't even remember his name. Some podcaster. And he he made a metaphor, even though I disagree with him. He made a metaphor on his podcast. That wasn't even that known. This dude has like literally very small following. But he made some sort of a metaphor in regards to Alexa Bliss being a bad wrestler. And imagine how she is in bed if this is how she wrestles. Which, uh, he was being tongue in cheek and it was a little satire and it was not like he really meant that. He was just trying to be entertaining, which obviously you can't even tell a joke without it being like within a certain structure and boundaries. But this guy, whether you agree with it or not, it's all subjective. Humor is subjective. You don't have to listen to it. If you don't like it, don't listen to the guy. There are people who like that kind of humor. But that being said, 
since we brought that story up, all I hear is about how the guy had to tweet out basically saying, I urge you all to stop when my family gets involved and the information gets thrown at me because of what you think of me. You cross the fucking line. So apparently there are people who then went and started harassing his family, texting them, calling them all night. The people who are the anti-bullying people who are taking a stand for Alexa Bliss, who's well capable of taking care of herself, then attacked this guy in an act of bullying far greater than him being on his own platform where he didn't tag her and voicing his opinion, which he's very much allowed to do whether you agree with it or not. They're the bullies. Isn't it crazy that the guy's family got harassed? Like they did nothing. Like you're even like you're even worse than you're trying to make him out to be. But it's a license to be dicks. It's a license to be dicks. How crazy is that? Fucking nuts. He did something that they don't agree with. They've already condemned it, even though everyone else may not have the same perception of it. So by their own justification, they have a license to be dicks. Unfreaking believable. What do you think? I mean, <laughs> it's it's sad and angering how fucking bitch made this world's become. Like, and then on top of that, not only just bitch made but hypocritical too. Like, like keep the, this guy went for a bliss. Just bliss. Didn't go for Bliss's sister, mom, dad, family, anything like that. What the fuck are y'all bringing all her, all his family into it? Because they, they had her. nothing to do with this. Or is it because you don't have the balls to go to him? Like people in this world need to grow a set. Like, I guarantee he comes at any of y'all the same way. Next thing you know, you're crying in your forty-seven tweets that you post all day long. Like some people like to dish it out. But in no way, shape, or form could take it. The people who went after the podcaster, exactly the same. This guy who tried to go after Sonny and then backtracked, exactly the same. If you if you go shoot a shot, don't miss, because guarantee the other person probably won't. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You're not allowed to defend yourself. You're not allowed to take a different stance. There's a mob mentality that's absolutely frightening. Absolutely frightening. It scares the hell out of me the way people do this, you know? So many people don't understand how hard reality really is. Like, so many, so many people like live in their little secure little bubble where everybody they like is right, everybody they don't like is wrong. Burst that bubble and watch them all crumble. Like, some of y'all out there don't understand how bad things can really get until somebody show your ass how bad it can really get. Yeah, that's absolutely the truth. You know, <laughs> and I wasn't even really gonna get into this yet but since we're really talking about it we should have we should talk a little bit about what's been happening in uh in the world as you guys know about the the situation with george floyd uh and the reason i bring it up i don't bring up anything on the show that doesn't tie into wrestling but a lot of wrestling personalities have reacted so i'm gonna read just a few because i can't go into everyone obviously everyone's gonna say the same thing we know what's wrong we know that racism is wrong we know obviously we don't stand for any of that shit I'll give you my opinions at the end about the way that it's being handled and what's being done. So Titus O'Neil, he put this on uh, social media and he basically said, uh, I'm literally sitting in my car looking at pictures of me and my sons and just came to tears. As a black father, this shit is frustrating, hurtful, scary, etc. I've been able to teach my kids a lot about life, but I'm not equipped to teach or tell my kids or other black and brown kids on how to deal with type with with type of shit over and over again i doubt very seriously that my friends co-workers business partners etc that don't like 
may have ever had to think about half the stuff I do as a black parent trying to raise two black men in this country. I doubt they've ever had the talk with their children. I doubt they'll ever have to tell their children how beautiful and amazing they are as much as I tell mine. I doubt they'll ever have to wonder if their kids will be okay with driving their cars outside of getting into an accident. I doubt they'll ever have to go shopping for body cameras to install in their kids' vehicles. I have a lot of doubts, concerns, anger, frustration, and questions. What I don't have is answers, and that's where many black and brown people are at today and have been for years. I can't explain to them the outrage people have for hurting dogs and animals is deafening, yet the outrage for killing black men and women and a law enforcement uniform with a law enforcement uniform on seems to be addressed as business as usual. I don't feel like a superhero. I don't have any answers and I do feel hopeless in this situation. Hashtag I'm not okay with this. What are your thoughts on what he's saying there? Just his perspective. I mean, I can definitely understand where he's coming from. Like the unfortunate reality is that the world's not a nice place. You unfortunately do have to teach people younger and younger. That simple fact is like what, like we, we keep every, like a lot of parents trying to keep things protected did keep it understanding where it's just like yeah you just got to be a good person the good things happen to you unfortunately we live in a reality where being a good person isn't good enough you could be the nicest person in the world and still catch hell in this world it's an unfortunate reality it does suck when you have to worry about your kids the way things are nowadays but i mean it's just somewhere you just gotta keep you just keep your head on straight nowadays like stay in your own lane don't worry about other people's bullshit and it seems like it's a lot easier to get through the days. Like, I mean, that's pretty much my whole thing. I literally, I keep, I keep to myself a lot of the time. I'm usually work and then home and then that's it. But it's, yeah, I can definitely understand where he's coming from. I mean, me not being a father, I wouldn't know to that extent, but it's definitely unfortunate that you have to worry so much about your kids nowadays. Yeah, it really sucks. It really, really sucks. Uh, I'm going to read a couple more before I go more into this. Mustafa Ali posted one I think is appropriate since he was a cop. See what we got here. He said, I'm literally sitting in my car looking at pictures of me and my sons. No, no I'm sorry. That is the, the tightest one. Whoops. I was, gonna I was say about to say that he did it again. I was going to say, how many people have done this? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> he basically said that uh, he's a former police officer. I joined the force because I believe the only real way to bring change to police is from within. I remember being told empathy will get you killed. No lack. Lack of empathy allows you to kill. We have to change policing from within. So, yeah, he's right. Yeah. You Unfortunately, know. not everybody who's on the force is like Mustafa was. No, but not everybody is, you know, bad either. Yeah, you know? and that's something exactly that getting a bad vibe right now. And that's not good. They take care that, of things. Some of them do. I, we've even roasted them on here because there are bad ones. Yeah. You know, uh, Keith Lee also posted and he said uh it's been quite heartwarming seeing many of my peers strangers and friends embrace things such as black lives matter recently it is extremely sad to me that it has taken such extreme circumstances for that to come to fruition and yet there are still many who misunderstand the phrase i am a person who has been stopped by police for going for a walk or for going for a jog even simply stargazing at night Clear skies are not always available in the, in the city. Even with those experiences, I never once considered the idea that, hash, that that quote unquote all cops are bad because thoughts like that are just as narrow minded and short sighted as racism. As as a guy that is firmly hashtag for humanity, I believe hashtag all lives matter. Truly. Unfortunately, the people 
use that phrase often think hashtag black lives matter mean only black lives matter i think my fellow humans that my friends family the people online they just want black lives to also matter nothing more it is simple but says so much hashtag black lives matter too so yeah there is a smart guy there oh yeah kept it real like you can't take what one person did and then spread that to everybody that's just like them. No, you really can't. It doesn't make sense and it's not fair. Yeah, and it is a shame. This is a terrible tragedy. And yes, hashtag Black Lives Matter, we do support it. And it is true. And it is a positive thing. There's no way that you would know us and think otherwise. However, that is our choice. And that's something that's also upsetting to me. Is that this is our choice, guys, to uh, be on here. I didn't talk to Destin before this. He didn't talk to me. I just know that hashtag Black Lives Matters to him. And I'm sure he just knows hashtag Black Lives Matter to me. It could be an unspoken thing. And if we decided for it to be an unspoken thing and we just wanted this show to be about wrestling, that is also our choice. So what I'm getting at is what I'm noticing a lot of shaming of communities that don't choose to address this. I've just been hearing a lot of things about if someone doesn't put the hashtag, like now people are going, look who didn't put hashtag Black Lives Matter. This guy, this guy died two days ago and look who didn't put Black Lives Matter. That, that to me bothers me. You really shouldn't be doing that. That's a little bit crazy. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? We're making a list and checking it twice. Not like, like this is a tragedy. I decided as myself, as Rick and, and Destin, we have decided that we're going to talk a little bit about this. But if we didn't, well, so you're telling me that that community, oh, look, Talk Brunch never brought up the Black Lives Matter. They never, they never said anything. They don't give a fuck. That's a, a really weird way to think. You shouldn't be sitting around waiting to see when somebody says something like that. It almost makes me feel like, again, hashtag license to be dicks. Get it trending exactly. because you're just looking for a reason to be dicks to people. And and my example of it here is the Lacey Evans tweet. Okay. So she put like a heart. I don't know these emojis. It's a face, a sad face, a heart, a broken heart or some shit, whatever you want to call it. A crying face, a heart and a globe is the only thing she tweeted. Okay. Just three symbols, no words, no text, nothing. Three symbols. And then everyone attacked her. People put, what's that supposed to do? Someone put, where's the hashtag Black Lives Matter? And then someone else put, we need more. Your emojis do nothing for us. And then someone else put, emojis do nothing. And then someone else put, go girl, give us nothing. Your emojis do nothing. And this went on forever. <sighs> it's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Um, like, like, do you have nothing to do? Like, It's kind of like all she wanted to do was put a broken heart thing. Why maybe she, she didn't want to draw out 75 tweets with a fucking messages. Or do you know what if maybe she was going to do Black Lives Matter later in a bigger tweet that she didn't have time to do because right? she was on the road? Who knows? It's just weird that it's no. like someone puts a broken heart on their personal timeline and everyone's like, where's the Black Lives Matter? It's You do not get to do that. I heard I heard that there was this list going around um, that, there, that someone's making. I don't know whatever came of it. But uh, there's this list going around of content creators who haven't addressed these issues. So that they can shame them. So that they, they're, they're checking. I don't know what their checking process is. Like if you have a show as long as ours, do you click through the whole thing and see if we talked about it? And do you do that for every show on all of the uh, the platforms across the globe? Like how do you pick? But By the way, thanks for the listen. Like, you know, but apparently, yeah, there's this list going around. I was discussing, I was discussing this with a few content creators yesterday where uh, 
they want to bring up everyone who creates content and shame them if they didn't hashtag Black Lives Matter in a tweet or on their own platform, like during their streams or whatever, gaming, whatever. They didn't bring this up and they sort of want to shame them. Who who are you to say what is and isn't enough on someone else's personal platform? It's up to each and every person how and when they choose to address or if they want to address this. And that's really all that there is to it. If you don't contribute to somebody else's show, you don't even get to be allowed to think what they get to put on this. If you don't, it, like, let's be real, straight the fuck up. When it comes to my role on this show, I show up and I answer the call. That's where it stops. I don't get to tell Rick what we put on this show. I don't get to tell him if it's not enough. You know why? Because I don't contribute on the level that he does. So if you're out here making whatever little fucking like checklist you want to list, I guarantee right now not one of those podcasts on that list that doesn't mention it. I guarantee you don't even so much contribute the most minuscule thing to those shows. And the problem with that is you go try to change your price. You go come for the wrong podcast and somebody's going to make sure you don't matter. So try that if you want to, but be real, real careful and don't get mad when they, when somebody wants them clapping back on you. Because some of us out there don't give a shit about your feelings. Yeah. So it's like, I just find it upsetting that there are people, and the reason that they, that's bullying, that's bullying. As much as people saying they want to be anti-bullies and everything, you know what, that that shit is bullying to me. And you're only doing, I notice I don't get any message. You're only doing it to people who you know would feel would feel intimidated by this. Because I never get any more, well, what are you doing with this? Or what are you doing with that? Like, get out of here with that. I dare somebody to tell me. And I, I, it's almost upsetting that I made the decision that this needs to be talked about. I almost wish I didn't for someone to try that shit over here. Oh, yeah. That would have been beautiful. You know, are you crazy? <laughs> oh, we had fun with you. you we <laughs> it's up to the content creators, and this is the way it works, okay? Content creators have the choice to use their platform as an escape from all of this. And there are people that come onto these platforms to escape from all of this. So, therefore, it's up to the content creators, and quite frankly, it's our responsibility to know our community well enough to determine what we're going to discuss and whether it's the right time or place. That being said, it's the right time or place, in my opinion. So I'm going to address it. We used to have, and this is going to be, you're going to have to give me some time with this because there's a lot, there's a lot of, I've been thinking about this deeply. This isn't something that I took lightly. We used to have other panelists on here with different philosophies from our own. And we used to just talk about how they were taking things too seriously overreacting to every single thing social justice warriors on twitter identifying everything as bullying everything is racist every little joke everything is prejudice comedians parodies jokes attire outfits shows you name it it was treated like a federal crime was committed on a daily basis it was it was everything and i remember for months destin and i would get into intense conversations where we would say listen the things that you're trying to identify, the things that you're getting really riled up about and crying about and getting angry about, that's not real racism. Like if you saw real race racism, it would be completely identifiable as racism. There'd be no question in your mind and you would know it and you would never look at all of these trivial, small SJW matters as racism again, because then you would have experienced actual racism. And I we got said annoyed. That countless times on here. And I got annoyed and you can go back to past episodes. I got annoyed saying, look, all these little things I get it is tongue in cheek it's jokes. It's you can say it's prejudice or racist if you want, but it's not true racism. And those of us that have experienced true fucking racism aren't so naive 
and so pretentious to be able to look at all of these small trivial matters. So when we see people behaving like that, which thank God we have purged this show of just about everyone who has this toxic mentality, because quite frankly, those are the people that I hold accountable for the state of this world right now. The ones that are masquerading around, virtual signaling you all in the name of justice, acting like heroes, some of which I'm guilty for bringing into your world are really the reason that this is happening. Yes, if you're listening, motherfuckers, I blame you. You are why this has gone this far. It's not about a specific race in regards to that. You did this. You know why? Because when you were dilly-dallying about all that other nonsense, this is racism. This is prejudice. This is what we were talking about. You know, we can't invest energy into every little silly thing that you read, you see on a TV show or anything else. When it gets violent, though, when someone is killed, you need to understand the difference between this racism and that other shit that you guys spend days on end on social media complaining about. Like I've always said on here, you can't you 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 basically you can mute people. You can block people. That's why when I hear about people committing suicide or having mental issues over bullying, I say there's a fucking block button and you could turn this thing off. You can ignore it. George Floyd couldn't fucking mute or block this attack on his life. He couldn't turn off his phone or sign out of this. He couldn't look away. He didn't have the option that all of you bitching complaining on here have to just basically choose to just not deal with it or not take it. You know, the option that you have day after day after day and you simply keep choosing not to take just so that you can have an excuse to be on here. With something to complain about. What happened to this man, on the other hand, was true, pure, unhinged evil. And what allowed it to happen was all of us turning our heads and investing our energy into allowing words over electronic devices to prioritize our lives over physical, tangible threats. So stop focusing so much on fighting against the words or the things that people say, the views that they have that you don't agree with, and learn to be proud enough to be able to turn that shit off. And if you're going to focus energy, focus it on the fight that puts you in mortal danger. Say what you want against the protesters or even the violence, but at least it's an actual action. It's not just being on here overreacting to words with each other. Every time the president tweets a single thing you all dislike, whether whether you're right or wrong, you're stupid enough to invest a whole day, a whole week, sometimes a whole month into beating a dead horse. Anytime anyone says anything that you don't approve of, the time that I see invested into swooning over that shit drives me nuts. All of that time could have been invested into something greater. MVP tweeted, and I like this tweet. He said, to be honest, the powers that be exploit that. They don't want us to come together and figure out what we have in common. They want us to focus more on what keeps us divided because then the powers that be can continue to be the powers that be. And that's true. And that's what you're allowing to happen. You're passing judgment. Instead, like, think about it. They're wasting time passing judgment on people. They waste time passing judgment on people for no reason. It's absolutely crazy. Think about that. Even during this entire tragedy, you got people out there who didn't hashtag Black Lives Matter. Why does that matter? That's just as ignorant as what got us here in the first place, which were those words. It's awful. And it just upsets me. And that's how I wanted to address this, because, yeah, we're not putting accountability where it belongs. That's true. That dude needs to be lynched. As far as I'm concerned, they should have thrown him out into the right, pushed him, drove past and pushed him out the door and let the rioters have their way with him. Obviously, we can't in our civilized society do things like that. And for people that felt like the, the process wasn't expedited enough, there's a reason behind that, whether you believe it or not. Because when you are dealing with a cop that has committed murder. They have a bunch of unions. I don't know the technical, all the technical details, but I know for a fact they have a bunch of unions and a bunch of legal teams and special things that they, that they have in place to protect them. 
So when they're prosecuting a cop, they have to be super careful to make sure that this sticks. If they fuck anything up, then it can get thrown out. So they can't immediately go. There's an actual process that it has to go through in order for them to arrest this guy. They can't just, there is no way to do it the way that you want because you risk too much him getting away. And that's what they were, were, were doing. That being said, I agree. Justice needs to be served. Everyone needs to get the maximum time, you know, not, not anything small in regards to things like that. But we're not holding true accountability to everyone involved. We're not holding accountability to all of the people that allowed us to happen by worrying every day about the little things and not being able to understand true racism. That's basically my opinion. You can take it or leave it. This is how I feel about it in this community. And I feel like people who worry too much about small things, they all sort of have a hand in it. So just try to remember to prioritize the things that matter and don't worry about things that don't. Next time you hear a tongue-in-cheek joke, if you're stupid enough to be offended, always remember that it could be worse. Save your energy. Please pick your fights, pick your battles. That's the best way to make this entire thing work. We're going to move on with stories here. Japan apparently is putting extra restrictions on wrestlers as they come into their country in order to keep everyone virus free. According to Dave Meltzer, he's basically saying that people have to come to Japan two weeks early and quarantine themselves before they're allowed fully into the country to wrestle. So basically, uh, unfortunately, that means that it's going to... uh cost them more money to have to stay there for that long so you're probably going to see less foreigners less indie people traveling into places like that you know unless you know they're well off or they're just offered like a lot or it's a big star and they can afford to put that kind of money on them i kind of feel like now's a good time to buckle down with a specific federation you can't be doing indie loops right now i know it doesn't work for everyone because you have some guys that aren't big enough yet where they're like established like that but the ones that can i recommend you just stick with what company you can that's the main way that it'll work because when you do travel like that, that I think risks the spread even more because you're kind of devoiding those two weeks, which travel is highly restricted right now anyway. Well, but at least they're doing the right thing in regards to uh, being safe there because they don't want that to start spreading, which is another unfortunate thing. When you look at the situation that's happened here, the rioting and everything and the, uh, the protesting, it was almost like everyone was magically cured. Like suddenly from one day to the next, we all went from needing to social distance to being able to be close to one another and no one getting sick and no one mentioning it. It's almost like we went from one storyline arc to another. Like it didn't matter anymore about the COVID stuff. It didn't matter anymore about getting sick or social distancing. Like once this happened, everyone discarded that. I hope there's not going to be some feedback or, you know, like we'll double down and get sick again, but it's starting to not look like it. That was the most important thing to talk about today. The only other thing is uh, there was a Drew Gulak. Yeah, who I guess he's back now. Yeah, apparently they came to some sort of an agreement with him. Yeah, like it's kind of. I'm wondering what happened. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, well, let's have a look here. We do this in real time now, folks. So we'll find out when you do. Uh, according to Melsa, he's saying that uh, they people tried to book him for future dates because he was actually a free agent, and he could have been on whatever. Or he could have been on double or nothing. But the way he reacted, he guesses that by the way he reacted when people contacted him, uh, they didn't know he was going back to WWE, but then they knew he was going somewhere because he wasn't interested in anything. So it was assumed that he was going to WWE or AEW, but he had already pretty much made up his mind that he wasn't going anywhere else. And uh, yeah, so he's back on SmackDown. Apparently they had a they made a multi-year deal with him. And uh, yeah, pretty much that's it. He's back. Hope he gets used well. That was a very short out. <laughs> right. That was more of a furlough than some of the furloughs we've been here. Yeah, pretty much. 
with speaking of the furloughs, in order to cut more costs, they're basically the executives in WWE. Uh, they were all informed in the last 48 hours that they would be getting uh, a bunch of pay cuts. So we don't know how much their pay cuts are, but we just know that they're going to they're gonna be making less money going forward. We don't know how long in the future it is or if it's going to be long term or what. And um, they're oh, doing yeah. a lot of other stuff, too, um, to save money. They're basically, uh, they're going to basically do a lot more tapings. They want to do like four hours worth of, uh, programming and one 10 hour taping because it saves them from having to shoot multiple days. Um, they also don't want to have third party contracts as much. Um, a lot of the talent expenses, um, they're not going to do. We already talked about that they weren't going to do their new headquarters. So. But the talent doesn't have to worry because according to Meltzer, if if the talent was asked to take a pay cut, that makes them by default free agents. And if they become free agents, then they can go to AEW. So the last thing that they're going to cut is going to be the talent. Maybe the undercard they would do that with, you know, but, uh, like the people they have no intention of using. Yeah, exactly. So those are the last guys that you're going to see anything in regards to cuts about. Unfortunately, the referees don't fall into that category because uh, the referees and the producers have all gotten cuts. Oh, that sucks. And it was 20% for the referees and the producers, just to let you know. So they get significant pay cuts there. Whereas uh, New Japan, on the other hand, they've actually taken an interesting route because Bushy Road's board of directors took pay cuts from between 15% to as high as 95% from their executives. And... uh. This is going to be for five months, all the way until September. And they didn't release anyone. So all the executives at the top lose most of their money, but none of, no, nothing underneath is affected. Jesus. So that's how oh, it everyone. Japan did a good job, you know. The executive pro- could probably afford that more than the people underneath, and that, ki- that kept everything intact. WWE, they just now are cutting executives. They literally did it the opposite way. They started from the talent up. And now we're just hearing about executives being cut. The first people cut in New Japan were the executives. So it just shows a difference in, uh, in philosophies and life there. No. And while we're talking about cuts, there was a WWE SmackDown writer who was fired. Uh, Chris D. Joseph. Is that how you say his name? Chris D. Joseph. I think so. They said that something happened with, with Vince and he, and, and apparently Melissa said he doesn't know exactly what it was, but he was let go on Friday. We heard that it was something about his conduct. I thought it might have been about the shitty story writing that they did. That's what <laughs> I'm pretty sure thought. SmackDown might be the reason. <laughs> it might that might be the result of him getting let out. Because chances are, he probably wouldn't let that shit slide. I would hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy time with them and their money and their cost cutting measures and all of their nonsense. You know. Jesus, all this stress and it still sucks. Yeah, it really does. Y'all can't, y'all can't have pay cuts and shitty product. Y'all gotta pick a struggle. Mm-hmm. So Deanna Perrazzo, she's now officially part of Impact Wrestling, right? She made her debut. Yeah. Yeah, she has joined the Impact family. Yeah, which used to be considered a bad thing, but they're taking care of their people over there. They're no longer a joke, so. Exactly. Right, let's have a look at this. I am the virtuosa. Do you even know what that means? Allow me to explain. I possess outstanding technical ability and I have a cultivated appreciation 
for artistic excellence. Unlike the average human, I have been able to declutter my mind and access space previously ignored. To be truly virtuous, I have formulated the perfect equation for success, which I implement with precision and unique training that not only lies in technique, but in the movements between, allowing my reactions to not be within the stimulus, but to be within my subconscious knowledge. I am Diana Perrazzo, the Virtuosa. Yeah, well, hopefully there's some sort of a gimmick behind all of that. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they actually halfway take her seriously there, so. Yeah. Yeah, sort of does. But yeah, good luck to her. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have to see exactly what they do. Impact, like I said, they've had a lot of reboots. This is the best I've seen them do, and it took the end of the world for them to get there. Uh, right. It took the literal end of the world. But um, So, uh, in other news here, the buckle bomb has been banned. Sad face. Is it really that good of a move? For me, it was always a really cool transition move. Like, if you were going to transition into, like, a big finale, the buckle bomb was always a cool way to do it. I don't really know if I like it. I've never really thought, all right, here comes the buckle bomb. Yeah, it's not a move where it's like... So, the easiest way I could describe it, at least for me, the buckle bomb was never a move where I was waiting until it was going to happen. Like, it was just one of those things where it's like, it just happened, and I was like, oh, shit, buckle bomb. But, yeah, it's kind of... I'm kind of like... I've always been a little bit on the fence about it, but it's when it comes to, like, a move that will maybe could something be, like, to transition to a finisher... Some like I know how the Bucks usually do uh their buckle bomb with a buckle buckle bomb and an insiguri. Different ways like that I've I've always liked to use. That does work. I thought it it's always felt like a move where if you do it the right way it works out. But you can't just out of the blue buckle bomb. No, you really can't. Yeah, I see what you mean there. But at the same time it has hurt several people, you know. Didn't didn't Rollins not only did Rollins hurt Sting, but Rollins fucked himself up trying to uh well, it wasn't really a buckle bomb, but when he was pulling Kane off the top, right? Uh, it was supposed to be one of it was uh, at the time. I think he had a second variation of it, but he was going to use it to put uh, Kane through a table, and he blew his knee out. Right, exactly. And then and they ripped apart Balor's shoulder as well. So. Yeah, so you see what I mean? Yeah. Also, look at Balor. Balor had his his big run taken away from him because of a buckle bomb. Yeah, never recovered. So when you look at that, not good, not good at all. Yeah. Hurricane Helms, he basically said that uh, he did the vertebrae, which is arguably one of the most dangerous moves in the business, and he never hurt anyone. <laughs> that is and crazy. he said, it's not the move, it's the execution. Do you think yeah, the vertebrae? Like, I mean, I kind of think it is one of the most dangerous moves. That's, oh, yeah, that's homicide's move, right? Yeah, that's how a homicide's a gringo killer, a cop killer. Yeah, yeah, the cop killer. Yeah, which I mean, I give that's one of the reasons I also give Cody Rhodes credit the fact that he was able to turn the Verbreaker into a relatively safe looking move. Like, and even then, it still looks kind of rough, but yeah, that's true. When you look at the Hurricane, never I always cringe when I see the Verbreaker because it's such a dope move, but it does really look like you're very close to being fucked, you know. I'll never forget watching, I think it was a uh, Bound for Glory when freaking Homicide folded AJ Styles up with that move. Yeah, some people take it really bad. What, what's funny, though, is that for Homicide, it makes sense for him to have the vertebraker. Like, why would a comedic character... I guess Hurricane at the time wasn't that comedic. Like, he sort of, after a while, yeah. became serious as funny as it is. It, it, it still took up. him halfway seriously. 
Look at this thing. Let's look at the old vertebraker here. Stephen Richards now asking Victoria what he should do. And CBT. CBT. effective, but Stephen not able to get the lock on it. And I think waste too much time right there. We can only be treated we with. Oh, oh my. It's still one of my favorite moves. You know what? That one wasn't the worst one that I've seen. Oh, nasty. Like that looked like that even that looked like an okay one, but like the ones homicide hits, all oh, homicides are horrific. Because like there's no like holding you up and like adjusting, like it's just straight going. Yeah, nah, you're done with his. <laughs> At least like with the hurricane, you can see that moment where he kind of made sure to position himself so he didn't hurt Steven Richards. Freaking homicide, the second he got you up, it was just <laughs> let's see if we could find a homicide yeah. one here. And also over um on the YouTube channel King Quest Seven Ten said, "What about the Burning Hammer?" Yeah, yeah, the Burning Hammer <laughs> or something else. And wasn't that one of the moves that Cena got salty about, or was I thinking of something else? It might have been that one. Someone was using the the Burning Hammer. That dreadlock dude was named Tyler Rex. Yeah, and it I was him. Like he, he got bullied out of using it. All right, so this is the this is the homicide version of this. Watch this shit. Let's bring it up large so we can see because he's a low res. Guy is so strong it just stepped him right up. Could it be? Could it be? It is the. Yeah, I see. Oh, what you mean. Well, see that? Uh, yeah, that wasn't even his worst one. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a rough one. But definitely, it looks so much worse than the buckle bomb. Yeah. But then sure. again, with with the vertebraker, you have a little more control. A little. But at the same time, I mean, they're both bad moves, you know, but at least the vertebraker looks at it. I, like, I hate to say, but as a wrestling fan, the risk is worth it. Yeah, the move looks like that man is gone. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. The buckle bomb looks like it's a little bit easier to come back from. Yeah, it sure does. So I was looking at this last night, but did you see Orange Cassidy on uh, A Shot of Brandy? Oh, I've I've gone past that one a thousand times and I haven't seen it. We need to see some. Oh God, this needs to happen. This I actually already saw this because I was watching it in my spare time, but so I don't really even have a specific spot to uh <laughs> to put on. But it's just funny because uh you got I you kind of see him corpse, and I think part of it is he didn't realize that this was going to be something that airs somewhere. <laughs> So he's just more himself, which is still cool. I've seen him in other interviews, though, where he spoke before. It's not the first time I've seen him speak. We sh- I think we showed something like a week ago or something, right? I think so. Yeah. All right. Hold on one second. Let's get this up here. Okay. There we go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of A Shot of Brandy. There's a camera here and a camera there, so I don't know where the f*** to look. So the guest today... Um, is somewhere around here already, I'm told. Orange, Cassidy, if you're here, can you, uh, can you come out? <laughs> oh my God. What the hey. f- Hey! Oh, wow. Okay. That's kind of weird, oh. right? Like, huh? Right. Okay. All right. I wouldn't even pop at that point. Yeah. Just like, what are you doing? Thank- oh my gosh, he's here. He's here. I didn't think he was going to show up because... Are we filming? Is this live? Yeah. Oh my God, you speak. I've never heard you Hi. talk. <laughs> oh my God. This is great. Would you like a drink? Let's do it. I will make you a drink. So I know it's probably played out. I feel like you need an orange drink. And Let's the do it. number one orange drink, according to Snoop Dogg, is. J- no, that's gin and juice. 
<laughs> Never mind. I like screwdrivers. <laughs> we're gonna have a screwdriver. That, that was okay? your that was your whole Snoop Dogg bit. <laughs> no, I, I thought of it as we were going, and then the plan the plot unraveled. So maybe the drinks. Okay. <laughs> let's so, make let's make sure this train gets fully off the rails. It's fine. Don't worry. Why is there so much stuff here? Why do you have three different sets of knives? Because sometimes you need a small knife. Other times you need a medium knife. And then other times you need the big one. It's That's so what she hot, said. Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you look at the camera and say that? Yes. <laughs> Things happen fast on Shot of Brandy. And um, I like Tropicana some pulp, but it's alright. Like oh it. no! Simply I feel like is it's more expensive, so I thought it would impress you, but never mind. I mean I'm, I'm impressed. Just a buffoon. <laughs> I mean I'm impressed, so I'm just telling you what I was like. right. I thought we were having a conversation here. We're friends here. Oh, thank here. you. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. See I how this goes. I hit goes. the counter first. It's <laughs> a funny dude. Oh Snoop my Dog. god. It's a Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> what are we making today? There's no way you're gonna cook anything right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're gonna do it, and it's gonna be great. That's actually good. Um, it's fine, right? I like Tito's. Tito's is is my number one vodka. Yes, agree. I know vodkas. <laughs> is this gonna air on something? <laughs> All right, today, with Orange Cassidy, we're going to make orange chicken, which is like something that I thought about for a All right. That looks fun. I only watched a little. I think I watched up to a little bit past it. I'm going to put the entire link in the channel. Oh, for you God. Guys. Now I got to start watching that, man. All the channels. For you guys. Yeah, I could see you on all the channels. My screen shows them all as one. So also where you type, you're going to show up on every chat room. So don't be shy out there. We shall see you. Mm-hmm. We sure will. That's literally the first time I've ever heard him talk. I, I feel like we played an interview Actually, like a week or two ago, didn't we? I don't know. Did I play it or did I just watch it? I think I you played to watch it. Because oh, I, I, like I, I feel like I remember the first time I heard Orange Cassidy talk. Yeah, maybe I just watched it in my own time. He did an interview, though. You know, he yeah. was talking and stuff. He was oh, more in yeah, a gimmick there, but, but you, he was talking. I wonder how long he's going to do this. You think that's like a long-term thing, the Orange Cassidy thing? I mean, it hasn't lost any speed for me so far. Yeah, I can't blame you there, man. You know, it's and I mean, AEW is almost giving a little bit of a kickstart too, because now you see what happens when you get serious. I noticed the only thing that changed about it was uh, he no longer dives with his hands in his pockets. Yeah, he takes it. Every, I think I'll, I'll see him do it like once, but like nine times out of ten, now he's going like straight like suicide dive. Yeah, exactly. Um. You know what? That we're we're pretty close to a. I mean, no relevant news unless the chat room or anyone else has it. We have a voting poll to do for this upcoming Sunday's uh, NXT Takeover in your house, and we also have to go over the weeklies and everything. So, while we're doing that, if anyone can think of any other news that you wanted to discuss, let us know. Yeah, I know we're going through stories mm-hmm. quick lately. I mean, there's there's the uh, there's the Performance Center stalker. I was just about you know you read my mind. I kind of been avoiding him. <laughs> like I have the story here, but I've just kind of been avoiding it. It's like I kind of because usually when we used to talk about him, we didn't have a Tron, and and I hate to sound like a dick, but I just don't want his fucking face on my show, you know. Where it's like oh, now God. we gotta put his ass on here, like being weird. <laughs> what do you call it this time? His declaration of defecation. You read it already? I I only skimmed. I it, only saw the I, I, I only skimmed it. Oh. I couldn't bring myself to actually watch it because I was like, I know there's no way in the world 
Rick doesn't see this. I want to laugh in real time. Apparently, he's in violation of his order of protection. He cut a promo on this judge where he pissed off because in the promo, he, he referred to her as baby girl. What the fuck and, uh, is wrong? He's been walking around. He did this. I'll, I'll link you guys later, maybe. He put up like a like almost a two-hour video where he's live streaming, I guess, being served court papers. I'm not sure if he's also live streaming when he's in court or if that would even be allowed. I don't think um, it is. As many different shows I've seen where the cameramen have had to stay outside the courtroom, I'm pretty sure he couldn't do it. Fuck, man. I'm going to see what this <laughs> is. I hate this guy. How many videos? I think I just have the one here. I'm pretty, I think there's only one. I hope there's is only there one. Is there only one? People probably I, didn't put. I wouldn't even know how to skim it, though, to know what it is this cycle did. Every time it's something to do, like, I only don't have milk and shit with him again. Love you. Guess who's going to debut on Monday Night Raw? I already regret it. <laughs> Me, myself, he has a cross. I. He's working with a cross like Hold Jesus? Up. No. What is this? All right. Jesus. Let's try this again. Let's not go to jail. Let's not get locked up. Really? Really? That's your fucking saying when you dress like that walking there with a cross? Eddie gave me the okay to let's do this. Let's not go to jail. Eddie's carrying a cross over his shoulders. Oh, my God. God bless everybody throughout the world. No. Let's figure this out. No, let's not figure this out. Man, this is so upsetting. I, I bet AEW shitting bricks about him becoming a fan of Tony Khan. <laughs> I just got the call, y'all. Imagine if he does that one day. You know so, what? Uh, I'm leaving WWE for AEW. I think we're going to see what they want to do. Tony Khan will never have filed bankruptcy Yo, this so dude fast. is really crazy, man. He might have been, so, I hate uh, to say but he might be, have had a weak psyche originally, but he was dri- driven crazy but from watching wrestling. But guess who's going debut? We got 10 minutes left. On Monday Night Raw, y'all. <laughs> Guess who's debuting on Monday Night Raw? Holy shit. Yo, I can't gla- wait for the yo, day when Raw is glasses upside down? His up. glasses are upside down. On his I face. Just, wow. Is that a Mexican hat? Like a sombrero? Yes. He has a sombrero on upside down glasses? Before crossing the street, y'all. What the fuck is this? And a cross? I've always got to worry about the black cat that I roughed up way back. Coming back after all these years. Okay, let's let's skip ahead because this is like two hours. What the fuck is going on here? I'm not sure. What was that? Hold on. Not twice, but three times. Hey. He just has a war war cry. Okay, let's jump ahead. Wow. Trespassing on their property. He's telling security he's not trespassing, so he's at the performance in the parking lot. Wow. Now, then, and forever, Shasha Bay, stop looking at me. Believe me, she ain't looking at you, Pimper. I showed up. Whoa. What are you gonna do? Shoot me again? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> One can hope. That's right, I'm here. This is eminent domain. What are you going to do? Shoot me again? Hey, tell Hunter Hearst Helmsley I got the text message from Stephanie McMahon. I'm here to sign my multi-trillion, cabillion, zillion dollar contract with the WWE. Don't tell me you're here to shoot me again. 
Hey, did you, hey, did you tell Triple H I'm here to sign my multi-million, kabillion, okay. zillion dollar? Okay. You need to take off, man. So what's going on? I'm what's here to on? sign my deal. All right, stand right here. Stand right here. Hold on. Radio, Triple H sent me the text message. Huh? Triple A, send me the text. Let me see. Let me see the text. Huh? Let me see the text. Let you cannot see. see the text. That's a personal business matter. He sent me the text. What's going on with you, brother? What do you mean? Wow. All that milk and shit going straight to his head. <laughs> that milk and shit. <laughs> Look, this goes on for hours, though. Like, this is a whole oh. hour of this video. Look, it's nighttime now. I went up toward the end. Should I be putting this on? What is he stalking them at night? I mean, that's the proper time for stalking, technically, right? The broad daylight is a little bit awkward. If you're going to be a stalker, you know, be, be a good stalker, at least, you know? Wait till night. Right. You're not a good stalker. Yes, it is yeah, that Mark, crazy it's dude. Again. It's that crazy dude, Mark. <laughs> it's the same guy. Motherfucker, the talk runs relation at this point. I, I don't know why I took it off the screen. Well, I did like, it, buddy. Like, like I'm ashamed I of it. I should have found one. still looking at it in the background. Because I'm no creep. You lie. Okay, okay. I've had it. Fuck <laughs> it. I had it. I had it. I'm no creep. Liar. Oh, God. Yeah, basically, uh, apparently WWE keeps off-duty officers on payroll because of him. I would, too, shit. You gotta be ready when he show up. I'm telling you, I'm waiting for the day when Rollins' music hits and you just see him just run out. Oh, man. Milk oh. it down. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Yeah, that is some messed up stuff right there. And you're right, I see it here. When he went back to the performance center, he had a declaration of defecation. <laughs> More shit. <laughs> we the people have the right in the Constitution to take a dump in peace. We the, <laughs> we the people have the right to go when we have to go. We the people have the right to pick a corner. But not the wall. He tried to hand the declaration to them. That's, that, is that what that was? Oh, dear God. I, I, I don't understand. Oh, that motherfucker said, we the people have the right to take a dump. You would think yep. that there'd be some protection. You know what? Like, as funny as it is, I mean, think about how many years we've been on here and this guy has come up. It's like this is a, comes up several times. As funny as it is. He thing, shows up at least once a year. Yeah, like if this guy shows up at the performance center one day and blows himself up or some crazy shit, it's going to be their fault. Like, he should have been highly discouraged from going to that performance center. And I hate to say it, and it really bothers me that we live in the world we live in today where, you know, you get that many second chances to a guy who's nuts while other people for much less have been killed. And you know what I'm talking about? We just spoke about it. Yeah. You know, you get a knee on the throat for a counterfeit bill. But a fucking guy like this, you know, he's running free. If this was the old school time, the wrestlers would have handled that shit. Oh, they yeah. would have been like, yo, there's some motherfucker in the parking lot. And they would have beat the fuck out. He would have never wanted to be a superstar again. They would have given he, him the moment of fame. He got one-on-one with Triple H. All right. Can you imagine that motherfucker outside if there was like a Stan Hansen or a JBL or a oh, Vader Jesus. in the locker room during these times? Yo, JBL would have had a field day with him. As much as I like violence... In an alternate universe where those three would still be in the locker room, I, I don't even think I'd be able to look. <laughs> it would be like it would be like if you saw somebody jump off of a building and you you wouldn't want to see the impact. You know what I mean? Like, oh god, I don't want to look. That's how <laughs> I feel. Like, can you imagine if JB or Stan Hansen or someone came out of that fucking door and that guy was there? Man, 
<laughs> oh my god they would not be able to save his ass not it would be too late the moment that they see him that's what i mean like the old school guys like i get it we're a more civilized world now it's not the 80s and everything else and uh, but you know what the cops have let this guy go he has order of protection he has court dates he's calling the the uh the freaking judge uh baby girl and shooting promos on her shoot a promo on stan hansen motherfucker shoot a promo on jbl shoot a promo on brock lesnar <laughs> Oh, the shitty suplex in bitch. <laughs> you know, go ahead. Get a promo out there. I See mean, how he'd never you. show up again. He'd never show up again. They'd whip his ass so bad he'd be gone forever. That motherfucker would have that motherfucker would have forgot that was his gimmick. You know, you remember he would have got, he, he got one of them amnesia ass whoopings. You remember that John Stossel slap? <laughs> when I first saw that shit, it felt like a gift from God to get to see something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was like, this is real? Like, oh, the way he hit him? That guy never talked about fake wrestling again. Oh, my God. And he hit him slap. again. Yeah. Just he, as insurance. He hit him with like a professional. That was a trained slap, man. That was beautiful. That was art right there. That motherfucker had his hand in perfect formation. And- Sometimes I tear up when I watch that shit. It's so beautiful. <laughs> There's just so much art in one shot there. You get the look in the guy's face, the sound that the slap makes, the fact that no one in that hallway did shit. They acted like he slaps people all the time. Not one like, person yep, flinched or looked over like, oh, shit. Everyone, go back and look. To me, the people are the most compelling thing about how tough he is. No one looked or changed their position. Nah. Everyone was still leaned up against the walls, legs up against the wall, arms folded and shit, yawning. That, Nothing that changed. <laughs> That that shit was the equivalent of when you were a child and you act up in the store and your mom started beating your ass and nobody helps you. That dude and you just looking around. Like, he was looking up from the ground all flustered, his suit all ruffled, fucking tie half draped around hurt. his neck and shit. He kind of staggered and half rolled a little. And you know what? <laughs> no one moved. Even on the second slap that it kind of took him halfway across the hallway, they were all just still. It was like he was invisible. That's they got how, out of John's way. That's how often they must have slapped the shit out of motherfuckers back then. That it, it was just, it, it was like herding cattle for them. Everybody looking around like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> you've never been on a farm and you've seen a cattle prod, you're like, oh. But I'm sure people who have other farmers, if they see someone cattle prodding, they're just talking over it. They're like, yeah, so, you know why they talk? That's sort of how it was. <laughs> they, they had to slap so many people down that fucking hallway that no one even cared to look. That's a real wrestling locker room right there. That man <laughs> needs know? to get startled. Yeah, he does need it, you know? That's what we need. We need those. I'll write guys that one that, down. Needs to get stossled. We need those guys that'll put you down for that. How is he not too scared to be around these wrestlers? I've never heard of this until this generation. And it's the performance center because you know what? Some of the old school guys still exist in those other locker rooms. They might still do that shit. You know, <laughs> you might come across Randy Orton on the wrong day. He's good now, but come towards him with fucking cross upside down glasses like that. Go ahead. Did because he, he, he head by the reporter once? Yeah, he could whip your ass and get forgiveness. Right, that <laughs> you know that's the main reason he would do it because he know he ain't gonna be in trouble. You know, it's nuts. It's crazy to me that this guy's able to keep coming back. I never thought we'd keep seeing him. He's been shot. Think about that. He's been shot and returned. <laughs> when I saw that thing pop up on my Facebook feed, I was like, "No way!" <laughs> Again, <laughs> he's come back. I'm not even sharing his video. If you haven't listened to this live, again, you can go to Mixer.com. You can actually go to any. We're on replays on everywhere now. Just look. I'm not going to show this. I don't want to glorify. You can look at the at the old the old replay. But I'm I'm not showing this. I refuse. It's, it's ridiculous. Outrageous. 
Jesus Christ. If anybody ever needed rubber, rubber bullets, this motherfucker needs rubber bullets. They need Hugh Morris again. What's his name? You're talking about... uh. <laughs> Bill DeMont. Bill DeMont, right. And he was Hugh Morris when he was in WCW. Look at that gimmick, Hugh Morris. Get it? Humorous? Humorous? I've heard people say that he was nothing more than a fat guy with a moonsault. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all those trainees would disagree. Yet somehow he made trainer, you know? But, I, right. but to be honest with you, all I remember seeing was a fat guy with a moonsault. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like, how much attention did he get in WWE? He was there. Very, he was there at the beginning of the invasion, right? Yeah, he like was there. The, uh, oh, fucking Squires! Huge erection. No. <laughs> hey, oh, what's up, dude? Oh, I forgot about that. Dear God. Oh my God. <laughs> Memories. I just remember I used to see him on Velocity every week. That's my. I, I think that was actually my exposure to Velocity. I was like, wow, that fact I could do a really good moonsault. Let me start watching this. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Isn't it? it wasn't that good of a moonsault. <laughs> I mean, I know I, I, at the time I was I was not familiar with people like Vader, so fat guys doing moonsaults was brand new to me. I was like, oh shit! And now we're in an era where fat guys do moonsaults all the time. We're in an era where fat guys do fucking poison runs at four fifty shit. Yeah, all kinds of shit. I'm, I'm waiting for fucking Keith Lee to break out a red arrow. Like, oh. Think about that. We we took it for granted too, thanks to the Indies. Because imagine if, if when I was a kid, a fat guy would have hit a four fifty. I would have I would have fainted. <laughs> you know, remember, remember back in the day when Kane hit a drop kick? Yeah, yeah. Everybody I was remember. like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of crazy times. Kane man. and Big Show when he was the giant in WCW, the most used to hit drop kicks, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, work big, fella. Work big. Oh, yeah. You know. All right. Well, we got to get to um uh, to talk about the weeklies. We're gonna get an NXT poll for the upcoming pay per view this next Sunday. Again, we're simulcast here, YouTube. Uh, Twitter. I'm almost forgetting them. Twitch and Mixer, as well as TalkBrunch.com. So you have pretty much every location, and there's a lot of places with the replay, as well as replays on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Um, now we're also on iHeartRadio. Don't forget that. Platforms just keep growing. I'm going to be changing some yeah. of the content around throughout the week. Honestly, our community doesn't give a shit about anything but the wrestling stuff, but I'm trying to do other streams and get the gaming going. So <laughs> let's see about some stuff throughout the week. The other stuff's yeah. fun, too. You know. Anyway, I digress. Uh, we didn't talk about NXT last week because we were focusing a lot on AEW because they had their big pay-per-views. I'll talk. I'm again, I'm not going to talk about everything, but just the things that uh, sort of stood out to me. And Destin, uh, as far as you, do you have anything in regards to NXT last week, not this upcoming week that you um, want to discuss? I mean, last week, just a lot of the, the buildup towards uh, the Matt Riddle, Timothy Thatcher, basically with the family we got this past week. Those two mesh together really well. To be completely opposite personalities, mm-hmm. I love the tension. <laughs> but um, that was the main, the main thing. Of course, I mean, I've been loving the cruiserweight tournament. It's been so cool to watch this. I've been more invested in the cruiserweights in this little bit of time than I've been invested in them in a while. So. Yeah. Any specific matches or segments of uh, last week's NXT? Oh God! Actually, well, there's actually one segment um that then caught my eye um. The whole deal with uh Ciampa and and Karrion Cross, the fact that them basically making their match um basically making their match official, it's I forgot how big Cross is compared to everybody else, and then I also forgot how small Champa is. <laughs> but I mean, besides that, not too much really caught my eye when he came to NXT uh, that that past NXT. It kind of gotcha. felt like business as usual for that one. Gotcha. 
Okay, so for me, last week's NXT, uh, first thing stands out was the Chansey Blackheart. She had a uh, she had a video, little video package that they gave her, where she was uh, she was Team TCB, which is taking care of business, and she was on this gigantic tank that she called Dirty Blonde, and uh, you know she's kind of like a tank girl, literally like the anime tank girl. So she's this tank girl. Listen, <sighs> tank. So her delivery is terrible. Like the promo was corny. Like she, she goes into this backstory about how she was raised by her dad who was a biker, which that's probably true. But she talks about this synergy between punk rock and wrestling, which is also true. But they gotta leave the fucking tank stuff out of this. It's really the part that bothers me because her dad being a biker didn't cleanly segue to her having a tank. Do you know any bikers that went from bikes to tanks? <laughs> nope. Everything makes sense up to that point. Her being raised by a biker, her loving the synergy between rock and wrestling. The tank still intrigues me. Like, were there, were there fucking, were there any tanks on the last season of Sons of Anarchy or something? Did it elevate the tanks? Not a single one. Where the fuck do tanks come from in biker culture? If she would have said, like, her dad was in the army, that would have made more sense. He was a biker and she, now she has a tank. How would you have a tank? Like, like my suspension of disbelief doesn't go far enough for me to look at your tank. The whole like, thing is strange and awkward. Code, like, yeah, and you know what? And it sucks because the girl can work. Oh, yeah. You know what we, I mean? We the girl said can before work. how she killed it in that gauntlet. Yeah, so this whole thing is just weird with me with her talking about. And again, her delivery is not very comfortable. We're going to come back to her later because there's some. we have to come back to her for this week. Oh, but, uh, God. Anyway, we have Heel Gargano who was helping Candice ambush Mia after her match. You know, I kind of like the way the two of them are working. Uh, Roderick Strong going over Dexter Loomis, aka Samuel Shaw. I was nervous that they were going to give Sam the W. Like, granted, he got his heat back after the loss with the submission hold, but he didn't win. I do like him no selling the blows because he has a, he has Roderick Strong in that, in that submission hold. And when the other undisputed members come out, this guy is, is sitting up holding him and they're super kicking him and he's no, he's literally just taking it and wouldn't break the hold. I thought that was a cool element to add to the guy's character. So, like that's it's it, it's what we call crazy strength. Yeah, and it looked like crazy strength, <laughs> so I really like that. Also, the freaking dark order or whatever they're called. I'm sorry, whoops, redacted. These guys in these weird limos tried to kidnap Tozawa. <laughs> I hadn't seen him in so long. He was uh who was it? Who was he talking to? He was talking to what's his name? The other the other masked guy that they just got. El Hill, um, Evil Fantasma. the Fantasma. Yeah, he's talking to him, and you know they're having. His, and then I was thinking, this is a setup for the for the dark. I mean, for the those guys in the in the in the for car <laughs> to to show up and get. And they tried to take him too. I want to know what this is. You know, you know what I just thought about it. It, it kind of funny that this is the second time we've seen a uh, Fantasma there. Wouldn't that be a bitch if this was just Fantasma's crew? <laughs> Wouldn't that be such a kick? Like, like that's the that's the running theme every time he's around. And he's a bad guy. Out. That'd be interesting. I kind of like it. And next thing you know, we're calling him fucking Mr. Phantasma. I kind of like it. <laughs> I almost, I want that to be the payoff so bad. I kind of do too now. Okay, so well, damn it, Stacey, there might as well be the Dark Order just with a van. LWO coming back. No, LWO no. coming back. <laughs> oh, man, you remember that? Oh, Put shit. that in the ether, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I wish it was that era again, just to experience that shit all over again. The, well, the bad part about it is, I don't know why it reminded me of that, but I remember. I think it was barely legal. Remember when it was what the guys from Kai and Tai cosplay the BWO? I do remember that. Yeah. Oh god! Well, I mean, the, I don't the know Kai why. and Tai was part of the BWO at one point, weren't they? Um, I, God, I, I don't, I don't think so. 
They might have been. But I, I know they used to do something every now and then where they used to um come out in like BWO themed outfits. But I don't remember them being like in it in it. Yeah, maybe I misremember. I'm not sure. But NXT this week and then on to the poll. So NXT, anything stand out to you this week in regards to uh things in NXT? Oh, I mean, first of all, a fantastic three way between a Kushida, Drake Maverick, and Jake Atlas. Yes. Very, very, very solid. Yeah. I mean, freaking Mavericks, what he pinned uh, Kushida, and he's going to the finals. Yeah, and it was crazy because Kushida comes off the top with Atlas, and he locks him into that arm bar that he does, but Maverick gets his arms across the chest of Atlas for the three count while Atlas is still in Kushida's submission. Very creative. I like when they do spots like that because, like, you can see kind of like the little dilemma in the guy who has the submission. Like, do I let go and break up this pin and the match goes longer? Or I try, do I try to get the pin within? The, do I try to get the tap out within three seconds? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a brief moment, but you can always kind of see like that little like um, momentary like dilemma. So. Yeah, you totally can. Anything else you cared about? Um, Chelsea Green got quite a showing. I mean, got the tag. Uh, she was Charlotte's mystery partner. They wanted up uh, going over. Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley, which sucks for them. God helped them at the pay-per-view. But, um, man, the biggest thing for me, that fight pit. Yes. Getting, uh, Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle, basically Kurt Angle's a special referee. And what made this so cool was when you were keeping an eye on social media earlier in the day, Kurt Angle took a picture of it. Mm-hmm. So, because all we knew uh, leading into the week before was that it was announced as a steel cage. It didn't get announced as a fight pit until that day. So, Kurt Angle uploads this picture, and it was at such an angle where you knew it was a cage, but you knew it wasn't a normal cage. Right. And by the time I see it pop up, I'm like, what in the hell is this thing? And they basically wound up having basically an MMA fight as a main event. Because the only way to win this match was by a uh, knockout or submission. And Timothy Thatcher choked out Matt Riddle. And this was actually a Riddle send-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. It was interesting because, uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize. And we were just talking a few weeks ago about how this guy uh, is inevitably going to be a big star on the main roster. Yep. You know, and here he is being a big star on the main roster. So I give him a lot of credit for that, which we're going to get into oh, later on with SmackDown. Yeah, they. I one of my favorite things was uh they did the spot where um Thatcher basically got his teeth knocked out and the fucker keeps going. And it's like it. Oh god, it was such a brutal match, but it was so so fun to watch. Like I give NXT credit of they got you so excited about it within the span of the show. Yeah, no, but they really was, they did a really good job with that. Yeah, and I mean, of so course, fun. one of the big uh. Things coming out of this was did, were those were, was the teeth thing with with Thatcher and Riddle was those legit teeth? It was work teeth, right? Like would he yeah, it, it was work teeth. Out? But he, he no just way, right? he sold it so well. It was it was when Riddle did the Anthony Pettis off the cage kick. Is that when he lost them? Yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah. I think it was the Showtime kick where uh, he got his teeth knocked out. Right. Exactly. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. It was cool how well he sold it too, because for a split second I was like, are those real teeth? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, another big thing coming out of this was. Adam Cole and uh, William Regal basically had that live chat. I don't think they brought it via Skype, so I think we're okay. I like but... Adam Cole calling Regal a man's man. <laughs> <laughs> I popped. The song went in my head. I was so happy. <laughs> that was another but, case of me knowing that someone was going to debut when I was a teenager, and then the music hits, kind of like with Brodus and me going, what is this? 
they're getting steven regal here and i was like oh no but they did have the <laughs> no. little they did have the things leading up to it but i didn't think that the song was going to be like that yeah you nobody saw that coming no nope, not at all oh god but I mean, yeah they basically arranged that velveteen dream gets one last shot at the nxt championship at, in your house but it's going to be in a special location and if dream loses that's it this might be the match I'm hearing about where there's a ring surrounded by cars or something. I'm not sure if that's the match. I'm hearing that they tape something that has a ring surrounded by cars. It might you be know, that or I'm, it might be the Adam Cole one. I'm not sure. Might be. But I mean, you know, speaking of Adam Cole. Adam Cole one, yeah. So. Could be. But yeah, definitely speaking of Adam Cole, this past Saturday, one year as NXT world champion. Very cool. Shatters Ballow's record. So very, very deserving. Anything else stand out to you? In regards to NXT? Um, I think pretty much the last thing, just this interaction between Killer Cross and uh Tommaso Champa where Cross comes up on the screen and basically makes it clear like at in your house this is going to be quite graphic. So he yeah, basically yeah. he basically said uh he called Champa special and basically said that he's going to feel something truly special at takeover. And you know what, when we're talking about Champa, this poor Leon Ruff guy that he had to fight Champa, they that that told dude. I suspect that's, that's, that's the they're, they're shitting on Leo Rush for sure. They have this poor parody Leo Rush, Leon Leon Ruff, and gets his ass kicked. But you know what pissed me off? The house Champa of all people being distracted by Scarlett, like she's standing out there, he's looking at her, she's looking at him, he's looking at her, looking. It's like you were gonna almost get pinned by Leon Ruff because of this bitch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Could you imagine how much of a kick of the nuts that would have been going into in your house? Relax, don't let that shit happen. You know. Oh Jesus! So, um, Stacey said, "I thought it was cheeseburger." I'm done. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Cheeseburger's more open than that, you silly. <laughs> so, anything else uh, for NXT? That, that was pretty much it. Okay, so for me, the one thing that stood out more than anything in NXT or anything this week, once again, our tango oh, here, Shanti <laughs> Blackheart. Oh my God. She does a coffin drop on Dakota Kai and that other girl, what's her name? Rachel Gonzalez. Yeah. She does a coffin drop on them. I'm, you know what? Before we even, I don't even want to spoil it. I'll, 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 I'll verbally explain it. Oh no. After you see this. And then we, well, then I'll tell it for people with just the audio. What happened here? <laughs> oh God. Oh. Gonna do that one more fucking time. Oh. Gonzalez. <laughs> Wow, what a beautiful she, They miss her. She does a coffin drop and they miss her. Blackheart looking to take Gonzalez off her feet. There's that quick movement again. Blackheart comes off the rope, springs. And Blackheart's really good. She can go. Here's Gonzalez and Gonzalez in trouble on that middle Oh, and look at the bump that she takes here. Who takes a bump like this? Like, and listen to this. I can't believe she landed hard on her back and remembered. Dakota Kai Gonzalez. I can't. Dude. 
I can't believe she's lucky she's not dead or paralyzed. Did she did she jump too far? Did they fail to catch her? Let's look one more time. It looked like they failed to catch her. She went really. She was off the mark. Oh my god. Look how quiet she it got. Everybody thought she was dead. Gonzales, but she landed hard on her back and Everybody was waiting Gonzales to see her. So her back this I can't believe that that went down the way that it did. Oh my god. That's what happens if oh. you miss a coffin drop. You might wind up in a coffin. We'll just leave that to Darby. That's one of the worst bumps that I've ever seen. Tegan Knox's shoot came over to check on her. Even though they were out there together, she thought she was going to check on a corpse. I'm serious, oh, you know? Oh my god. Like, that's rough. That's really rough. That was horrific. Don't let her do that move no more. <laughs> <laughs> she hit Squire so easy. Here's the transformation trend, oh, no. so, <laughs> She hit the fucking. I just saw that early. I watched everything today. I marathoned the whole week. And I, it's like I just saw that, and I, I hadn't stopped. I still haven't stopped thinking about it. And we have to get, we're going to get into the, uh, the SmackDown thing is up there too. Don't, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. I, SmackDown finna get it. But the other thing that stood out to me about NXT that I really enjoyed was Mia Yim and, uh, Keith. All the dinner. The, their dinner. They doing because, because for anyone that's been following, we got the new, the new gimmick of, uh, Gargano and, and, uh, Candice LeRae, where they do that, those little black and white dramatic dinners. And then Keith Lee managed to top his. You know, dying. Keith Lee and, and me am I'm going to show you guys this. This is hilarious. Voila! That's a little centerpiece for the evening. What do you think about that? It's trashy and cheap and artificial. <gasps> it's the Garganos! Yikes. When we talking about the Garganos now, I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel it. It's coming. It's, co- it's about to pop off. We ready to knock and buck. It's about to pop off. Babe, you ready? You ready for this? You ready for this? I'm an angry little pixie that don't know how to tone my hair. I am four foot seven, but I think I'm a pit bull. And I've been in NXT for 25 years with no titles to show for it. And that's because I love living in the shadow of my sad excuse of a husband. Ready to eat? Uh, no, I'm not ready to eat. <laughs> Look at Keith's face. <laughs> you, should, you should try it. You, should, you just, here, take this and look away. Then talk. You should try it. <laughs> Why is she trying to do it? All right. Ugh. This is way too bright. Just do it! <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Gargano. I have something in common with my action figures, as we are the same size. I carry an imaginary flag for NXT, even oh. though nobody else me too and in the mornings when i wake up i spend more time looking at myself in the mirror than i do my own wife so uh now i'm blind but uh that worked up an appetite so what'd you cook same thing candace likes to make take out that was convenient hello friends hey friend and apparently she's got a key Special delivery from Gargano's Pizza. I did have someone on the way over. Enjoy what's left. What's left? 
Funny. That was great. Yeah, NXT's <laughs> been good. Awesome. NXT's been really good, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're the same size. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, after NXT went off of the air, there was a big change in regards to uh, the Chelsea Green situation. Did you see that? This I did not see. Yeah, let me bring that up real quick. I heard there was some kind of a change, but I didn't see what it was. Well, you're gonna know what it is as soon as as soon as it gets put up. Chelsea Green, a huge victory for you tonight, teaming with the Queen Charlotte Flair. How sweet was that win? Uh Yeah, over here. Mackenzie, here's the deal. The reality is, did the Robert Stone brand come through or did the Robert Stone brand come through? I mean, Charlotte Flair, Chelsea Green, one team. Who could pull that off? The Queen and the Princess teaming together. Only the Robert Stone brand could do such a thing. Am I right, Chelsea? You're right. And ever since signing with the Robert Stone brand, it's worked. We've worked. After tonight, Chelsea Green is the hottest she's ever been. That's why you're fired. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom, Chelsea, you're fired too. <laughs> Wait, Chelsea, Robert Stone. Chelsea, she wasn't serious. Chelsea, Chelsea, hey, Chelsea. Oh, wow, yikes. You're, not, you're kidding. Well, it was fun while it lasted, Robbie. Damn. <laughs> they make quick work of his gimmick. <laughs> they killed that shit quick gonna be even worse when scarlet fires kill across oh no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hate to bury the guy but she really does stand out more than him she does she does oh god george says she's leaving with her husband yeah that's right she well she's not married to zach Ryder, is she i think they're uh, engaged i think they're just engaged her. at least yeah. mm-hmm. all right jesus well. christ when you said this, she went to kill a cross, it genuinely processed through my head. Like, how would that even work? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about AEW because there was some stuff that happened. There, and trust me, we'll get to SmackDown. But, oh, uh, first, you ain't got to worry about us getting my SmackDown. Yeah, but first, I do want us to vote here. We got the polls for this Sunday, guys. I'm going to throw the link in the chat room for you all. Vote on this shit, it's man. It's going to be on all four chat rooms. I mean, everything's on all four chat rooms. Anything, anyone type. Some people in Mixer, they see you on YouTube and Twitch and vice versa. But here is the poll for everybody. Take over in your house. Take over your house. I mean, at this point, shit. Get everybody a sec to get ready. Nice looking car, for sure. Yeah. I'll bring it up on the screen here in a minute as well. Just bear with me, guys. I want to make sure that you guys can all see the graphic. Sorry for those of you that don't have a graphic, but, uh, you know. Go on the poll to get a graphic. It happens. It's life. Yeah, go to the poll. The poll has the graphic. Exactly. Okay, so here we go. All righty. Poll's coming up on the screen. 
You guys should be able to see it. Everybody got it? There we go. All right. All right. Let's get this party started. All right, first match up. Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. This one I'm having a little bit of trouble with. Because, I mean, it's Finn Balor. It's one of the cornerstones of NXT. But Damian Priest needs a big win at this point. Like, ever since the, the whole feud between him, Killian Dane, and Pete Dunne ended, like, what's he done since then? Where it's like, not much. Yeah, this one's weird for me. What do you guys think in the chat? I'm not, I'm not even sure how I feel about this. Yeah. I think I'm going to vote Priest mainly because Bowler can afford to lose at a takeover. I don't know if Priest can at this point. That makes sense. I think you convinced me there because Priest should be the one with all intents and purposes that wins this. Yeah, because I mean, it's not just the fact that he's bigger than Bowler. He's one of these guys we just talked about. It's big guys who don't move like big guys. It's bad enough that he has size over Bowler, but then agility on top of that? The person who should get the push based on the booking of late should be Priest. Yeah, because I mean, Balor is always going to be in the mix, no matter what. He's Finn Balor. Okay. Yeah, I George think it's, in the uh, room says, uh, says Balor. So. It wouldn't be a surprise, but definitely would rather have Priest get that and at least get some kind of momentum going. Yeah, so that they can do something with him. I mean, what what are they doing with Balor right now? You know, that's a question that I'd like answered at some point. Like, where is yeah. what, what is the headspace with Balor? It seems like Bowser's just kind of, with everything that's been going on with this pandemic and the thing with Walter getting shut down, it's like, trying to, I guess, find his way for right now. Because I think when things start to get at least a little bit back to normal where the UK guys can start coming back, I definitely see that's where they're going to pick back up. But why not use Finn and help build some of the groundwork before then? So basically, Finn had a failed run in, in Raw and SmackDown. Like, as a main guy in the top two brands, he that's just done, you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. When it comes to like Raw and SmackDown, like that's definitely like it's it's, it's a wrap. What so I feel like I feel like to an extent NXT is somewhat of a fresh start because now he has an entire new roster to deal with. So he's going to have to readjust. It's not going to be the same Finn that, that was in the original NXT. Right. Yeah. OK. Oh, here we go. We got a uh, Scarlet versus Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help him. He's stupid. It's so bad in the graphic that Stephanie Carrion's in the middle that you just CGI him out and it really looks like he's Carrying Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, God. They need to give this guy, I don't know what, but he needs to stand out more. Unfortunately, aside from how big and ferocious he looks, appearance-wise, if they put anyone else in there with Scarlet, it would it, no one would know the difference if they just found another bold, muscular guy. Like nothing yeah. about him stands out, really. Not yeah, well, I really want to see him cut loose. Yeah, not yet, at least, you know? Yeah, have I, I think I have Ciampa win this one. In fact, actually, I almost see it maybe being a DQ no contest. And you're right, George. It is like Mike and Maria or Sable and Mark Maro. It's one of those things where it's like the guy that's there is just for the sake of to see the girl. And even though he does but, look good when he's, when he's doing these squash, they're good squash matches. Yeah. But you know Now what? I want to see what happens when he's in a real fight. Exactly. Um, I could see this possibly being DQ, no contest, like something happens and things just go off the rails. Because like when for all intents and purposes, two guys who are batshit crazy. As much as I like the song, like there's no reason there should be anything but Tommaso Ciampa whipping his ass. Yeah, it's the vet. You know, I'm going with Ciampa on this one. 
Yeah, I think it'll be DQ no contest. I feel like something's gonna happen. It's and gonna as be a matter of fact, he shouldn't have been shot straight to the top like that. He should have had to earn that champa match he's gonna have. Yeah, you know? but I guess I said I guess the only reason I could see it making sense is like Ciampa at this point kind of lost after the um that grand finale with Gargano. So Karrion Cross basically taking advantage of the vulnerability. I believe he was garbage on the Indies. He, yeah. I, like, I haven't seen him be too impressive besides the squash matches in his career, at least from what I've seen of him. And that's what really worries me here. Yeah. But yeah, I'll go with Champa on this one. You guys decide in the chat as well who you think. Okay. Don't forget, it helps a lot. It may seem like a little bit. You know, donations and stuff are appreciated, but this is stuff like voting, stuff like clicking the links of us on YouTube and SoundCloud and iTunes. That helps. Comments. All of that's just as good as currency in this world. So if you vote for this, we get a better average percentage of what our community thinks. I notice a trend with us where the WWE stuff, I don't even have to ask. And I mean, like Ron, like not Ron Smackdown, but like the pay-per-views. I don't have to really ask anything or even this time I haven't even plugged or linked to the polls and those get filled up with votes. The NXT stuff and the AEW stuff, especially people really aren't voting even with me pushing it aggressively. So it's like you get all these complaints about the main roster stuff. But but they're not paying attention to the other stuff. Yeah, because I've noticed that, you know, that's one of the reasons there was no AEW post show. It was just one of those things that just didn't seem like the interest was there the way it is with the main shows. These these small WWE shows, they get criticized all the time. Everybody, uh, they gather around and they'll participate with. Uh, so just remember, we're having an NXT poll for their Sunday paper. If you want to support us and support them, vote for that shit. And I think that's a big problem, not just with our community, but in general, that's the reason why those two brands are the way they are and the reason why they continue to be run the way they're run. It works for some reason. That's what people pay attention to, you know, like those are the things, yeah. it, just like here, if we're seeing that that's what everyone's voting for and those are the things people are participating in, those are the things when we link on our Twitter, get the most likes and hits or whatever. When we look at our analytics, we check what people are clicking and looking into. Even if you don't participate, I can see the, the clicks of what you're looking into. It's all the raw and SmackDown and pay-per-view stuff. You know, so you got to look at it from WWE's perspective. They're seeing the same situation and uh, they're going to push the stuff that they're seeing the analytics on. And I can tell you now, as much as I love NXT and AEW, it's definitely not those things. Anyway, NXT Women's Triple Threat Championship match. Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, Charlotte Flair defending. Give Io her belt, damn it. (laughs) This girl has earned it like three times over. Like, I love Charlotte as champion, but Charlotte as champion is nothing new. I don't know what I don't know what happened with Rhea. At this point, I'm just kind of like, eh, but EO has worked her ass off for this shit to the point where she has a completely new gimmick that's probably one of the most over ones in the women's division. And I mean, the girl is absolutely incredible. She long deserves this championship. So I like everyone in this match. Charlotte has slowly worked her way up with me to probably being like and i dare say the greatest women's wrestler of all time like she's that impressive to me yeah. i'm talking the she has the track package, record the wrestling well. the personality the charisma just everything like this is like charlotte has really grown on me um i always thought she was at least a second or a third definitely up there in the top five but wow so she doesn't need the nxt title she's just adding prestige to it uh, my least favorite in this, unfortunately, and I still like her, but it's Rhea Ripley. I know people like her and everything. Um, 
it's not anything personal, but Io Shirai has had a more interesting level of character development, going from her baby face to heel, the drastic change in who she was, her new music entrance attire, moveset, working more like a heel. Um, it's worked more. It's had more of a reaction with the fans. Uh, where Rhea Ripley, I kind of feel, needs more things layered upon her. Yeah. Uh, to make her more interesting. There's a lot of things that work for her, but it's a little bit vanilla for me. And I think that her push was a little bit too soon. And now she's in that little middle ground that you wind up in when you get an early push. Uh, so, yeah, Io Shirai for me, too. Yeah, she she needs it the most out of these three girls. Yeah. The NXT North American Championship. Johnny Gargano, Keith Lee defending. I can't. Oh, man. It's weird because I still like Keith Lee is ridiculously over. Like, it's not even fat. You can't even fathom how over this dude is. But with this new Johnny Gargano, we're getting a real heel Johnny Gargano. Not just like narcissistic heel. Oh, I'm a good guy, but I'm really bad. Like, no, like we're getting a heel Gargano, which could in turn turn into an actual championship run for Gargano. Not just a Gargano who was driven crazy. Yeah. Basically saying, because that's what we had last time, the crazy Gargano. So I'm kind of thinking like... But it's, this this seems like a this seems like it's something that would last more than one paper. If I'm going by that logic, I go Keith Lee for this one, uh, and then possibly Gargano down the line. Okay, it's Keith Lee for me as well, and I know it sucks, but I'm going to take Keith Lee with a possible no Gargano down the line. I just uh, just be one and done. Maybe one and done, and maybe even if it went on, I just I just don't see. You know what I mean? Like Gargano had his best run is always going to be that babyface run that he had and his feud with Champa. And I think right now how much of a heel he is is essentially what his act is, if you will. It doesn't have as much to do with titles, you know, and it doesn't have as much to do with, uh, you know, being entertaining as it does the heel gimmick. The focus of it is the two of them being a heel couple. I don't really think that that needs to uh have a title added to it right now. I don't think it would do anything yeah. for that title run. If anything, I would just like to see them get even more bitter and disheveled for something, you know, than to have, have anything to do with that title. He's already been the NXT world champ, right? Yeah. And yeah, okay. With, he need and, this. and on top of that, with Gargano's history in with singles championships, it's going to take a lot more than just, oh, they're doing dramatic dinners for me to be like, okay, Gargano needs a title now. Yeah. Matter of fact, did DIY even ever even have any successful tag title defenses? Because if not, then that's just like, that's rough. Because no way, no, 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 they beat the rival. They beat the rival. So basically, as a only time Gargano's ever successfully defended the championship was when he had Chompa open. So it's like, it's hard to see Johnny Gargano, unfortunately, as a singles champion right now. Like, let that develop and maybe somewhere down the line. Yeah. But not tonight. And also, not, not still... For- it's still a mid-tier title. As much as it's a cool title, it's not the title. He's already been the world champion. He doesn't need this. It's good for Keith Lee to get this feud in, but no, I don't <laughs> want to see him with the North American Championship. Yeah, Lee needs a lot more right now. Yeah. Moving along to the main event. Whoops. Okay, the main event here. Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, World Championship. Dream's last shot. Wow, I didn't realize I, I, didn't realize I was going to set it up that way. That was great. <laughs> I, I did. I didn't expect that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's going to be his last shot one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> so hmm. I don't know if you've heard. I've heard rumors here and there. Cole might be coming up to either Raw or SmackDown soon. I have heard these rumors as well. And 
how many times have we always seen that last opportunity, that being the one? Velveteen Dream has been dancing on an NXT championship run for years, and something always happens that catches him. This might be the night. It might be, and the Adam Cole rumors definitely fuel that. But it's strange because for me, as good as Velveteen is, he always struck me as one of those guys that would not become the NXT World Championship World Champion before getting called up. You know, kind of like one of those guys who would come up without ever actually winning the championship. Yeah, which unfortunately means he'd be one of those guys that'd be relegated to a mid carder. But again, when you look at Velveteen Dream, you gotta ask yourself, based on his character, not on his wrestling ability, do you see that character being the WWE champion in the current landscape? Like, do you see Velveteen Dream? Over Drew McIntyre or uh, ugh, I cringe to say Bobby Lashley and those kind of guys. Where do you see Velveteen Dream in the grand scheme of the the Vince rosters? Ooh, if I'm if Vince would be if Vince would think about it the way I am, I'm looking at the reactions this kid gets at such a young age, the way he's able to draw crowds in, and I'm running with that. The problem is they don't always go by that; they go by usually what they see, and then it comes down to the question: Does Vince? appreciate the originality in the different entrances, the charisma, the fact that, I mean, this guy puts on six, seven star matches every time you give him the ball. I don't think so. I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I think that, uh, and it would be challenging. I'm not going to act like it wouldn't be challenging. Having a guy like that as champion would, uh, would just be challenging because of the character making storylines for him as a champion, as a top tier guy. It's just challenging. And yeah. it's not impossible. It's doable, yeah. It's just not it easy. Would, it would be different, though. You know, very different with his flamboyant charisma. And it's not to say that we haven't had flamboyant characters before. It is. It's definitely possible. But you know what? The, the best way to find out would probably be an NXT World Championship run. Yeah, that, so. that would be because you'll see how he could deal with what I mean. The reality is the lesser of the world championships. So I'm going with Velveteen based on the fact that it's the only way we're ever going to find out how he would work as a top guy. And uh, Adam Cole is going to, if he leaves, which will he be taking the Undisputed Era with him? I would assume so. I mean, it's hard to just separate them like that. Yeah. So King Quest says Charlotte needs to lose and take the belt off uh, Bailey. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Well, it, it might happen because, uh, you know, Io Shirai going over and then Charlotte. Having her feud, we'll see. Especially because of one of the things that happened on SmackDown. I mean, possible. But yeah, I mean, it, I could see it happening because it's not like the, the Fish and O'Reilly aren't really in the tag picture. Roderick Strong's been doing this thing with Dexter Loomis. So, I mean, you could you could bring them all up. Yeah, Cole's really the only one with anything significant going on. And you take the title off him, that's out the window. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um. We'll see. We'll see exactly where it goes. It'll be an interesting Sunday, that's for sure. I know. The one thing, as usual, is going to be exciting to see what, what uh, Dream does as an entrance. Yeah, because it could performance, be. Performance center or not, like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> they, could swerve, they could swerve everybody, and Dream could be the one coming up. True. You know, I'm not saying it is, but it is possible. There was, a, there was literally a takeover where he had it on the back of his tights. Call me up, Vince. Like, All right, a little bit of the weeklies before we wrap up here. Again, not going over everything. Anything stand out with AEW Dark you want to talk about? Um, the Britt Baker thing made me laugh. On Dark? (laughs) Was she on Dark too? Oh, wait. Oh, you're thinking of Dark. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Dark? Honestly, not too much. This Dark kind of flew by for me a little bit, honestly. 
Yeah. So for me, with Dark QT, Marshall and Dustin had that match against the two Dark Order guys. I don't know which ones, you know, Dawson Dress, who gives a shit? But uh, Ali comes out and she's eating an apple. She's like in the crowd eating an apple like QT Marshall. And she's sort of eyeing him, you know, and I guess like her doing that motivated him or something. So like he had strength in the match. And I find that interesting because it's almost like they just removed Ali from the butcher blade thing, which is great because it's stupid. But you even see it on Dynamite. She once again, if you look carefully during Dynamite, I think it might have been during a commercial break. Her and QT Marshall are in the crowd together. And, uh, you know, she's sort of hanging out with him and she's not in that stupid bunny gimmick. So it seems like they changed that. That's just something that I feel like Dark laid the groundwork for and Dynamite sort of confirmed. So that stood out for me. Also, we had the first count out in history of the company. The first count in the history of AEW where Brandon Cutler winds up losing to Michael Tozawa. He didn't realize he lost track of time. He went to slide in the ring count out. First time ever. So history was made as far as that goes. Uh, there's other stuff with Dark, but I, I again, I don't want to be here all night. I want to talk about the important things here. Um, so we go to Dynamite. With that being said, uh, anything stand out with you on Dynamite? Uh, I mean, fantastic. I mean, the match is absolutely amazing. Uh, the broken Matt Hardy and the Bucks versus Janela in the private party was really cool. Um, Oh yeah. my god! That what, Janela went for that Death Valley driver on the Arena Four really, really early in that match. Did that private party do? What's his name? Mark. Uh, his name Mark. The private party. Mark dude? Quinn. Mark Quinn. Did he hurt himself? He might have. I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about like an injury yet. But because I mean the he, end of the end of the match. Like first of all, the end of the match was really awkward. Like it it, it left uh it left uh the other guy by himself to lose to the Bucks, and then Matt Hardy actually had to help uh Mark Quinn get carried to the back. Yeah, so he might have like legit hurt himself. You know, yeah, that, he. So that was yeah, because he yeah, he went over on the top with that plancha, and it looked like yeah, it looked like he hurt his leg. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I don't know if that was an angle to uh to do that or, or exactly what was happening. Yeah, maybe something to set up would wind up literally happening right after this match. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, speaking of Butcher and Blade, without the bunny, they wind up attacking the box. So, and my, literally, my first instinct: Are we really about to have a Bucks and Butcher and the Blade feud? Oh, was what I've always that, that was my instinct. I was like, oh no! But now we get instead we get something very interesting. Butcher and Blade, Butcher and Blade, trying to get some retribution from that earlier altercation involving these four men. Easy to attack them from behind once they've had this match. That errant super kick from Nick that caught Blade on the jaw. It's just dominoed into Butcher and Blade. I don't think the uh, inadvertent defense will, will get the jury's verdict, Your Honor. What's, what is this? Another another truck pulling up to Daly's place. And wait a minute. Oh, my God. Wait just a minute. Look at that. Cash Wheeler, FTR. The revival, the, the revival Luger, their way in. <laughs> they did the what Luger. What are they doing here? Oh, I think they can't fight. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I think I know who. This was kind of obvious, but still cool. Yeah. I think I know too. They did it for the pop. Thing. They have had a war of words with the young bucks for See, that years. That detail I like the way they did. They just casually pick up. They pick up by the hair. They kind of swerve. Finding that FTR are bad dudes. Yeah, we Har- Harwood and Wheeler came here to play big time ball here in AEW. I don't think they care whose ass they whip. Big 
big time shot takes out Butcher and now Blade getting yeah. set up. Hopefully they, that's the, they're writing these characters off, Dangerous right? Like we never seen right. oh. Butcher and Blade. FDR with a spike pile driver on Blade. They lose on the round. That's and how they kill the it off. Turns. Back to work. We think it was a- yeah, good times. That's why I don't like the porn names. <laughs> Their name is Fuck the Rest, right? Uh, I've heard. I, I've heard it almost seems like it's like up to interpretation. It could be fuck the revival for the revolution. It, it seems. It, I think I've been hearing them say it's like it's almost whatever you decide it's going to be, which is yeah. different. Yeah. Anything else? Oh god, let's see. Uh, the Brit Baker promo, where she basically gave us an update on how she was doing. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta <laughs> see if I so if I have that somewhere. Do we have the Brit Baker? Because that was actually pretty funny. She's not going to be back until uh, she's not going to be back until September, right? Yeah, it looks like it's what about six to eight weeks she's going to be out for. Which I mean, for a knee injury, that's freaking lucky. I guess. I mean, it's still it's all summer. Yeah, it's it's still a long time, but at least my memory of knee injuries that's yeah. I'll put a little because I don't I don't. This is kind of they kind of have a lengthy. I forgot how long this year was. Give me a sec to queue up some of it for us here. Yeah, this one. That girl is so funny as a heel. Yeah, she's doing good. It's growing on me. At first, I wasn't sure. You know what? Is Tony Schiavone's the perfect person to be to be involved in her and her? <laughs> That's what it Gentlemen, is. It's time for the rules of being a role model. I like the look on his face. Look at his face. <laughs> oh wait, shit. Uh, Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. The rules of being a role model. Thank you, Tony. Rule number three, flip it, is all about me. Rule number three, don't hurt the role model. I'll be frank, last week's egregious tandem assault on me that left me with a broken tibia, it wasn't an accident. It was, in fact, a conspiracy. Aww. A conspiracy that goes far and beyond. Let's take a look at Exhibit A. Here, we see a three-on-one calculated attack, probably in the making for months, maybe even since AEW started. Let me be clear, I am close, close personal friends with the top, top TNT executives. Without me, there is no women's division. Flip it, Reba. Reba. Flip it, Reba. Chris Stylander. You being an alien is a crock of shit. Conspirator. <laughs> Flip it. And that was it. That was all she had for Stadlander. You being uh, an alien is a crock of shit. Sheeta. Broke my nose. Fraudulent champion. Cheater carries a weapon. Conspirator. Flip it. Nyla. 
Nyla Rose. I I've seen Nyla come off the top rope hundreds, maybe even thousands of yeah. times with precision and grace. Dot, dot, dot. So you mean to tell me she couldn't have guided herself away from my fragile leg? I think not. Conspirator. Get the board. Dr. Britt Baker is levying some very serious allegations poor, poor here. Tony. Somewhat, uh, rude. I thought you were about to say poor Pitch, Reba. Petulance of great. Oh, no, fuck her. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a graph. Oh, God, the board. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I present to you the evidence. Here. All centered on the brains of the operation. Oh, Madam Aubrey Edwards. Coincidence? Coincidence? She just so happens to be around every single time I'm injured? Concussion. Aubrey was there. Broken leg. Aubrey was there. Broken nose. Aubrey was somewhere. <laughs> oh, God. Right? <laughs> oh, these guys are great. You all have been put on notice. You tried to take me out, but the joke's on you. Because I will be back at All Out. <laughs> yeah, pick that up, Reba. Uh. Paranoia of Dr. Britt Baker on full display here. Oh, God, poor Reba. The Tony Giovanni bit was the best part. Get the fuck out. Too funny, yeah. man. Too funny. But it sucks that she got injured in that spot. Because yeah. The personality was really shining through here, you know? Oh, God. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, lots of fun stuff. Dynamite's been great. Oh, it's been off the charts. Okay. Yeah, one thing that kind of bothered me a little bit was, uh, of course, we got Cage's uh, in-ring debut. I don't like that they took Cage's catchphrase away and then they just gave him ca- gave him Taz. Like, you know what I don't like? I don't like that they gave him Taz. Y- yeah, that too. I hate to say it, man, but poor Moxley nearly corpsed at Taz's shitty promo. He said something <laughs> like, he went, he's going to reach into your chest and rip your heart off from your, your chest. It was like, Taz, oh. man. Like, come on, dude. Bro, Taz. Cage could have been by himself. He can cut promos. Couldn't you just yes. write something down? Five, five? We gotta play that shit every time we gotta talk about Cage now. Damn, Taz. That motherfucker's gonna rip your heart out of your chest. You know, your chest. You know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of um, that night Owen turned on Brett and he was like, alright, he was like, that's why I kicked your knee right out of your knee. <laughs> oh shit, you and you inspired at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> We're right here. We're right here. Oh my god. I knew that shit reminded me of something. <laughs> 
Because I was like, wait a minute. You go reap it to your chest and rip your heart. Come on, Taz. Taz doesn't sound intimidating. He shouldn't be involved he, in this. He doesn't you know? sound. And cage right. sounds they, way more intimidating than freaking Taz does. They took the cage stuff away and gave him the Taz stuff. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Because Cage's, Cage's catchphrase was simple, but he delivered it. And it was just simply, I'm not a man, I'm a machine. But his delivery was amazing. You can't just throw Taz's old catchphrase on him and just put it in like second. Like, no. I'm going to rip heart out of <laughs> reach into your chest and rip your heart out of your chest. Oh, my God. Like, what was that, sure, man? Should I write that down? Rip your chest out of your chest? We got. I wish we could find the actual thing like i'm actually looking right now to see if i could find it because like oh i they probably heard it didn't, i stuttered no Ooh. they probably didn't put it up i wouldn't have fucking i fucking wouldn't have either. they're like we're not putting that shit up it's like nope we'll leave the match but not that not that days they gotta be careful i might be able to still pull it up anyway <laughs> We have pulled miracles around here, people. Yeah, no, we can get everything. It's a matter of we're trying to do it at a certain speed and a certain time. But if it wasn't for that, it would be amazed how much stuff we have. But no, I'm not going to do it. Just take my word for you. said something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it was basically just Cage's little jobber match. Beat the shit out of this poor, what was it? Yeah, it was Lee Johnson. Goes over with uh, the spike pile driver. He calls the uh, drill call the suplex into a pile driver. Mm-hmm. Nasty looking move. Yep. It was interesting. Interesting stuff. Um, see anything else really stand out to me besides that? Moxley Corp thing. Uh, Cody Rhodes presenting his TNT championship and talking about how he's going to be a fighting champion. So I kind of figured that that championship would be the fighting one, right? Yeah. I mean, he basically said he's going to defend it every week. So mm-hmm. come one, come all. Yeah. So they actually finished the title now, right? Um, yeah, I've heard it's I've heard it's done now, apparently. I think this is the old version of it. Yeah, this was uh, the one we first saw show up at Double or Nothing. Okay, let me see what we got here. They gave, they gave us the new one. Uh, like I heard, if it's not finished, it's close to being finished. And there's the new one. Ooh. Or the completed version, rather. Hmm. A little bit of hint of everything in there. I like it. Not that different. What did they do? They just turned the gold? Yeah. That adds a little bit of gold to it. A little bit of flavor. Is that the only thing? Really? I mean, that I mean, it, it works cool. better. It does somehow add to it because some of it stayed silver and then we have to. Yeah, yeah it, it's a different flavor than we've seen where most belts are usually just one or two colors. This one has like a mixture. Right. Well, good, good. Yeah. Good for them. I mean, it's a good looking belt, too. So. Yeah, no, it is. There's no arguing about that. It was smaller than I expected it to be. That was the only thing that threw me off. But it's not like something that bothers me. It's just when I saw Cody holding it, and I was like, wow, that belt's smaller than I thought it'd be. Yeah. The only other thing was, what the fuck was that commercial break? For those of you on Fight TV, it wasn't a commercial. For those of you on TNT, it was picture in picture. But what was with that commercial break of Adam Page and Kenny Omega? They were like sitting in a room and uh, Adam Page is having his beer and he looks like he kind of offers it to Kenny Omega, but Kenny Omega sitting across from him, he's kind of like, no, no, milk. When he has his milk. <laughs> so then they're both I sitting wish. on the couches. It was like in a back room. And, they, and, and it's weird because like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like they both... Like it was one of those deals where like you're looking into a dressing room like from the upper right hand corner like if there's a security like you're looking down on them, and then in the middle of drinking milk Omega gets up and since there's no order he's just like looking looking into the lens like what is this what is this thing and his face gets up like real close like he's looking to the camera like is there a camera and he goes like I can see in his nose he was so close yeah and then they're like talking to each other and then he just goes back and he sits down 
back on the couch. But then when, every time he goes to take a swig of milk after that, like he stone colds it. You would think that Adam Page, the guy who has the beer, will be doing that. But no, this guy's just pouring glass of milk and he's kind of swearing. He's splashing on his face and like running on his chin and on his shirt. And he's just taking these rough fucking shots of milk. And then it just cut away. I was like, whoa. I was like, talk about a time filler, right? Like, it, <laughs> what the what the hell am I watching? That, that shit was weird. Just weirdness, man. Complete weirdness. <laughs> Like, it was so odd. My mind didn't process that it was real. So if you hadn't brought it up, I might not remember it happening because it was just like, I don't think my mind let me accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, I, my mind didn't want to accept it. <laughs> like, it, and it wasn't even like like it or hate it. It was just confusion. Yeah. So anything else? We're almost done with AEW here. Uh, when it comes to AEW, that was... Firstly, it uh, actually... We did have, uh, I believe it was the main event, SCU and Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc, which basically a title shot on the lines, brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I didn't expect. Uh, Sabian and Havoc went over. Yeah, very interesting stuff. But you know what? I I, uh, I think that that's, uh, that's one of my favorite. That, that whole super bad squad, I think, is really cool. They're one of my favorite teams. Yeah. I was kind of glad that Havoc didn't wrestle in a suit because I almost expected that's where they were going. But... Yeah, when it's all like come out as regular stuff, I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Like, like that's my that's one of my favorite. I like the Brit guys. You know what I mean? That's one of my favorite set of them. Like, they're real badasses. I think oh it yeah, works really they well. mesh together very well to be virtually two complete two complete opposites. And they're actual best friends and roommates, right? Like all three of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's it, it's literally like the Gargano Champa Larray thing all over again. That's cool. I like it. I like the whole thing. And and they they've been getting a lot of attention in TV time, so I kind of felt like it was time for this. So good for them with that. Yeah. Then of course, uh, the last thing we had was a uh, battle royale with a uh, uh, the winner receiving a championship match against Cody on June third. It was actually tomorrow, and the winner we actually had uh, Jungle Boy eliminated MJF and uh, actually no, no, Jungle Boy eliminated Orange Cassidy last. Yeah, so but, but he wound up cheating. Uh, he wound up screwing uh, MJF and Wardlow over at the last minute. Yeah, yeah, definitely very active. I mean, all of their shows are really good. You know. There's so much to follow. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so is that it for uh, their stuff? I guess. Uh, yeah, I believe that's yeah, that's it for that. Uh, oh yeah, God, how do you know how we almost forgot it? The Inner Circle pep rally. Yes, yes, the Inner that, Circle. Yeah. So they have a pep rally with cheerleaders and the works. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what? They even had a special cameo cheerleader during this damn thing. Oh God. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got so happy when Nikki showed up. <laughs> what oh and when I she love how she switched it she's up like, from, Are you kidding me? me to, Are you kidding me? Yeah, Are I love how she switched me? it up now. <laughs> Yo, well, Vicky does not need a mic. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the inner wait, circle. Wait, wait, play it again. Just yeah, watch we, her come we gotta, we gotta out again. Okay, hold on. Just watching her come sock come freaking sashaying out of that tunnel was hilarious. That's some confidence for you right there, boys and girls. <laughs> oh, God. Confident Vicky. I'll tell you, man. That needs to be a level of confidence. Vicky Guerrero. I forgot to mention another thing I like. So the show opens up and all of the inner circle guys are distraught. Did you see that? <laughs> I saw <laughs> Oh, they all look sad. It was funny, but I felt bad for laughing. Yeah, because oh. uh, they they bought shirts. What, what was it that the shirt said on them? Oh shit, I can't remember. 
It was. Uh, it was supposed to be something. It was something related to the stadium stampede because they just assumed they they made them. They made them in anticipation they were going to win. Yeah, so it was like the the, 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 the champions basically. They were like championship sir- shirts for all of the inner circle yeah, guys. It was like stadium stampede champions, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and unfortunately, they're not the champions. Nope. <laughs> So they thought there were only a few boxes of shirt, and then they open up the, the the truck behind them, and there's like a gigantic truck full of shirts. Yo, this is like a moving truck worth of shirts. Oh, oh man. Dude, I, it's hard for them to stay here. It really is, but they're doing such a good job at it. Yeah, I wish it's I could gonna, find that, too, because that it's was funny gonna, as hell. Oh, it's going to be rough when the full crowds come back, because they're going to refuse to boo them. Yeah, how are you going to boo these guys as funny as they are? <laughs> there's so much fun you can yeah, no, it is ridiculous. Especially fucking uh, Ortiz. Ortiz kills me. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, like we did the fucking Tiger Claw thing. Just oh god, I didn't realize fucking Jake Hager had this much personality. Like they all have a lot of personality, but I do like the fact that they were looking at the. Uh, he's like, look at all these shirts, and they all look this way. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh god. Good times, good times. Uh, so you got the pep rally going on now. And uh, basically, when they get to the bubbly part, there was supposed to be cheese, a cheese platter and bubbly that Sammy Guevara had out there for Jericho. And unfortunately, basically, the the, the cheese platter had already been hijacked is what happens here. And I thought we were talking about a cheese platter during AEW. Let's get Vicky off of the screen so that we could like. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need that much pep. Yeah, that's nah, a little too much. Hashtag too much pep. Where is it? It was right the there. Bubbly. Where is it, huh? Who drank the bubbly? Could it be? So it's Mike Tyson coming out with his posse, which includes Henry Cahudo, Vitor Belfort, and from Jersey Shore, 24. And Rashawn Evans. Yes. Who I hadn't seen in years and didn't even recognize him. Mike Tyson has got some heavy hitters. He's got Henry Cejudo next to him. And Vitor Belfort. Vitor, even at his age, still looks like he could fuck somebody up in a bar fight. Hold on a second. Calm down. Got your thugs out here. You educated gentlemen. I'm going to say this to you one time, Tyson. Shut your mouth when I'm talking to you. Huh? You understand me? I have been dreaming of this moment for 10 years. You turned on me. You looked me in the eye and said I could trust you. And then you turned on me and you knocked me out. Because you're a sucker, man. You deserve that, man. Because you were wrong. You stole the championship. (laughs) (laughs) You're wrong, man. Shut up. Are you listening to me? Great. I'm going to give you one chance and one chance only. I'm going to demand that you apologize to me for knocking me out. Hold on, 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 hold on. Hey, hold on. Your thugs need to shut up. I'll give you, hold on. I'm going to say one more time. I'm going to give you one chance to apologize to me or I'm going to knock you the hell out. Drop this fool, man! 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 Drop this fool, man!
He couldn't rip the Apologize shirt. Apologize to me right now. Okay, you look great. Apologize to me before I knock your damn teeth down your throat. You understand me? Don't hold your breath, Le Champion. Oh, Jericho. Oh, no. Look at Tyson. Tyson Trent. Look at right hand on Belfort by Jericho. And, and the, my God, all hell is breaking loose. All hell is breaking loose here. The locker room is empty to restrain Chris Jericho and Iron Mike Tyson. Fighting the inner circle. My God, our guests, Mike Tyson and company are raising hell as a fight in the ring. Look at, look at Hager trying to get him some. Cody Tyson and Austin. Tyson and Austin. That's the sticking up. Street warfare here. <laughs> Jericho struck the first throw, and Tyson didn't take too kindly with it. This has completely broken down. Chris Jericho in the center of this melee. A lot of combat power in this one. And it is breaking down in Jacksonville here tonight. This steamy hot night just got hotter. Look at all the chaos that caused him. And just sheer pandemonium inside the ring. Oh, Mike Tyson's trying to come back. Look how many are trying to hold him back and they can't. Tyson That's a scary sight. Tyson wants Jericho. It's almost the social distancing, huh? Not when Tyson's around. Cejudo trying to hold back Iron Mike. God, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't plan for this. I can tell you this right now, folks. We oh, I can tell you didn't. That sure God, was supposed to rip. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you, Tyson. Jericho being restrained by half the locker room and all the inner circle. And Mike Tyson. Tyson and Jericho. What a night it's been, ladies and gentlemen. Remember next on TNT, it's it. For Tony Tavani, next caliber. I'm Jim Ross saying thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week, everybody. Man, they go off this air hot like WCW. You notice that about oh them? Oh, God. You almost, you almost feel, I, I never even noticed the trademark half the time. It just goes off, and I was like, oh, that was it? Yeah, they're great. They do a great program. That's like a scary sight seeing Tyson come back down that ramp. And looking that good, right? Like they barely hold that motherfucker back. <laughs> He he ran down that ramp. I was like, somebody go die tonight. I don't remember if I even dropped the tweet here, but yeah, here is the uh, here is the Tyson stuff for anyone that's watching oh, on the okay. night. I got to go on our Twitter and stuff, guys. On our Twitter follow, Talk Brunch on Twitter. Honestly, at this point, you can Google Talk Brunch. One word. We did that on purpose to stand out. But one word, and it'll bring you all of the links to everything. Don't always depend, especially if you're on Facebook, because they edit the shit out of everything. Uh, you know, always always look for the stuff. And multiple places. Oh, yeah. And uh, Henry Cajudo actually took some video backstage. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I had that. Yeah, I thought this was interesting here. Let's go. I mean, I said, I didn't know. Oh, from here. Oh, God. Kind of funny when you see that because uh, that's Jericho and Tyson hanging out laughing in the background. <laughs> I probably gave Jim, yeah. I could probably give Jim Cornette a stroke showing that. Right? I was just, you beat me to it. <laughs> you fucking beat me to it. Because apparently, if you so much as blink and expose the business, Cornette's on your ass. Said, Call me shit, Cornette. I'm, I'm blocked from Cornette now. Yeah, it's less stressing in life. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But they're doing a good job over there. They're doing a very oh, good job. Absolutely fantastic. I am like genuinely excited to see 
uh, what's going to happen? Triple C. <laughs> is that what is that what he's being nicknamed now? It was like a wannabe Triple H type deal. I don't see it that uh-uh. way. Nah. What's up, Timothy? How you doing today? Welcome nah, to the chat. He's a bit cheap. So that was oh, AEW in a nutshell, right? There wasn't really too much else going on. Yeah, that was they hit all the big points. I mean, yeah, that was AEW. Those were the last two weeks of NXT. We took the poll for this upcoming Sunday pay per view. That being said, AEW brought in eight hundred twenty-seven thousand viewers with a point thirty-two in the eighteen to forty-nine demographic versus NXT's seven hundred thirty-one thousand. So almost a hundred thousand difference between them. Point thirteen rating in the eighteen to forty-nine demographic. The streak once again continues. WWE's rating. Once again, indicates they're losing the Wednesday Night War. We saw a spike for a few weeks. That is now gone. And uh, AEW put the controller down to make a snack. I mean, it's a better show. I love both of them, but I mean, let's be realistic about it. A lot of stuff happens on AEW. It's handled more like a main brand. NXT isn't. Yeah. And I think a lot of that's we, being attributed to it. They keep it fresh all the time. And then look at the faces that they have on there. Like, look at what we just saw. The, they had the debut of the revival. Even if people didn't know ahead of time, they always have something going on. They had Mike Tyson and, and all these other guys, Henry Cahuto and all of them. And they didn't tease it either. That's another cool thing that AEW does. If this was WWE, they would have told you that all of those guys were there, that they, you would see them throughout the night and they would have ruined everything. These guys have enough confidence that people will tune into the product, that they're not giving away all of the secrets before they happen which leads people to keep tuning in because they don't know what's going to happen ahead of time. Yeah. And, and, and let's be real for all those marks out there just saying, Oh, it's just a place where, uh, it's it, it just, um, it's just a company full of former WWE guys. Ask yourself, why are they former WWE guys? And it's not why we don't have any full of them. All of the reasons I watch have hardly any WWE guys in it. The bucks were never WWE exactly. guys. Kenny Omega was never a WWE guy. Um, Darby Allen wasn't the, the team. The Super Bad. brothers never were. Like, yeah. The team super bad with Kim Saban, Penelope Ford and, and all of them, you know, they weren't, they weren't private party. Weren't freaking WWE guys. Like most of the reasons the, the, the freaking Jurassic Express weren't WWE guys. It's weird when people do that. When these guys have co- have really come into their own, they got a, a whole roster full of people that they themselves developed and made interesting. Except the women's yeah. division. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just They've gotten better. But <laughs> shit on the women's division. But yeah, it's just like, and I always say to people, I think I even had an interaction, a brief interaction with somebody um online this past week. That was my mistake, jumped into that. But it was like, why do you think they're full? Why do you think you never hear about the former AEW guys going over to WWE? Because it, the, the, these guys jumping ship to AEW are going there to get treated better. Thanks. Like, it's just, you're going to go to the place where you're probably going to enjoy yourself a little bit more. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, that, that that's not on AEW that these guys who used to work in WWE want to come over there. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, they're doing a really good job. They also did decent with the early pay-per-view. Uh, buy rates that we're seeing here. Yeah, I think uh, what double or nothing too was their biggest one. Yeah, it was up ten percent, ten percent, and uh, for streaming numbers that is, it was up ten percent, and it could be up to as far as fifteen percent from Revolution. And when with Bleacher Reports numbers and Fight for International Markets, they're both up ten percent and fifteen percent. Double or nothing, they're behind the first double or nothing show. Um, the second highest in company history behind only the first Double or Nothing show at about 100,000 to 110,000. So they're only 10,000 behind the first Double or Nothing that did 100,000. That's really good. Yeah, and they said that if cable Damn. holds up similarly, that it would be 115 to 120,000 buys, which would be equal or slightly beat the numbers of the first Double or Nothing. So still, it's still, the time will still tell on that one. So. Yeah, and I think the only reason they were really behind the first one is just because it was the first Double or Nothing. Yeah. And the, the countdown that they put on TNT, the 344,000 viewers. Yeah, these guys know what they're doing. 
So, yeah. Yeah, they really do. That's good. That's actually very good. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, time to get away from awesome because it's time to talk about SmackDown. <laughs> Woo, I've been waiting on y'all. I can't believe the start of SmackDown. Who the fuck thought that was okay? So here is the start of SmackDown. Let's look at it and let's talk about the start of SmackDown. It appears that this rental car belongs to Jeff Hardy, but we actually have another eyewitness standing by right now with Kayla Braxton. Renee, one of those eyewitnesses is Universal Champion Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, can you can you please let us know what you saw? Look, Kayla, I just pulled up to work and like this car came flying out of nowhere and I heard a crash. And, and, and a guy just jumped out of him and took off running. I went over there to see what's going on, and Elias is laying on the ground. I mean, I called 911. I think he's going to be okay. I hope. I mean, I, I just hope somebody catches this SOB that did this. This is just, it's, it's ridiculous, honestly. Like, what is going on, man? Whoa, hey, 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 I wish they wouldn't have done the hard cut like that because in the actual SmackDown broadcast when they found him he was going oh oh guys give us some space let's do our job here just go with this take it easy alright come on help him up come on he still does it a little just a little Jeff Hardy appears to be inebriated. The rental car agreement is in his name. Guys, give us space. Oh, so tasteful, WWE. <laughs> right, right, Squire's blaming on Willow. It wasn't me, it was Willow, man. Keep it classy, guys. Keep it fucking classy. Real classy, you pieces of shit. Dude, come on, this is, man. This is the second time they've done this bullshit. Stay away from that fucking line. I can't believe that was the smart, the start of SmackDown. Like, is that the best storyline you could go with? Like, for starters, Apparently it is. For starters, <laughs> if the cops arrested someone, they'd be under arrest in an ambulance if they pulled them out feet away from their car going oh and at one point he goes man my head is spinning you really think they would have handcuffed you listen even if it was a scratch for that situation he's under arrest in a stretcher they didn't even try to make this be really really uh realistic dude i've seen some distasteful shit before but they're really going for like a world record here if you're gonna throw the guys fucking real life demons at least do this shit right like, what is going on? Yeah, Squires is right. What's next? Somebody going to get cancer or a sui and open month? Yeah, like, what, <laughs> like, what are they doing, At man? this point, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, uh, Matt Hardy did not respond or react to this at all. You know, he has nothing to do with that. The only thing he tweeted out, unrelated, I'm sure, was just to reiter- reiterate, I'm happy to be working at AEW Wrestling for Tony Khan on Wednesdays. So, nothing to do with that. You know, he just felt like, at that moment, expressing his... uh. His appreciation. I'm happy to be watching AEW with Tony Khan on Wednesday. So. I just wanted to make oh sure God. we were so happy to not see him and Rebby beating the shit out of each other on Wednesday. Right. And uh, Rebby, speaking of, she tweeted, I'm throwing my TV out. 
But the, yeah. but the tweet that really I laughed out loud when I read this. <laughs> CM Punk. He put L O L O L O L at the cops sniffing the full beer bottle that didn't get spilled, then saying Jeff Hardy, like he's calling bingo numbers. I'm dying. <laughs> I wouldn't have caught that if he didn't watch it. That's true. The beer bottle that didn't get spilled in that wreck. That threw him from the car, and and by the way, they didn't even they didn't even bother. That's how much of an afterthought it is in the in the YouTube version that you saw there. Elias wasn't even shown. He's the guy that got run over, right? Yeah, Elias was the one like on the ground in the parking lot. But then you know what you you know what's really stupid about that? If you're gonna have somebody be run over by a car, do you really have to make them look like they're sitting up like in a coffin? Like shouldn't he have been like a little bit just mangled looking? Like not physically, right. but like you know, like maybe slumped over or or just looking like someone who got thrown off of something you're not gonna land clean on your back face up and no one's gonna turn you over until the cops get there so how am i supposed to believe that elias got hit where he landed clean like a vampire would in a coffin because you gotta protect the business man you gotta protect the business yeah there's all the protection you need that's terrible and then the acting of braun Strowman, not for nothing champion over there but your acting was like completely terrible like oh i want them to catch the son of a bitch that all it's like oh my god all of it was cringe it was all terrible boo and on top of that we know he's dealt with this shit in real life. It's fucking Hawk and draws all over again. That's you know fucking Elias is gonna push Jeff Hardy with the goddamn Titan drawn. Congratulations, WWE SmackDown, which we almost never complained about in the in the five plus years that I have done this show. You have managed to fuck up. We, we worried about it every draft, every superstar shakeup, and it's always survived. And now it's finally turning into shit. I'm not even talking about the whole SmackDown. There's not that much I want to really talk about, you know. So uh. But, but, uh, yeah, I just think, ah, uh, it's, it's, it's just pretty tough. So then Jeff Hardy even shows up at the end to fight Seamus. He shows up furious. He charges at Seamus. And, uh, that's how fast he got processed. So yeah. Then w- so that just helped. And, and, and you don't, you don't, you know, just because fuck the storyline, it's just going to come out that Seamus framed him. WWE's right, exactly already explained. And that's another thing I don't like. Here's the deal. I get that all the internet mixes together. You're playing a game. You're looking at a guide on the internet at the same time. You're talking to someone in Messenger. You're watching something. On, you're watching Walking Dead while tweeting along. Sometimes I think that these need to be self-contained forms of entertainment. I don't want to have to go to a hundred places to get the Jeff Hardy or any wrestling storyline. But that's what we're doing here because WWE Online then con- explained how Jeff Hardy got there because we can't do it with the show that we're spending millions of dollars on. They said that Jeff Hardy was released from custody by the Orlando police after successful passing the required sobriety tests so what's basically happening is jeff hardy realized and the police in the storyline realized that the guy's sober so whatever information he figured out was enough that pissed him off when he came straight for sheamus so sheamus did something to him and to elias to make this whole thing happen what they're gonna say he did i don't know because if it's that he he drugged him i mean the drugs would show up they would give him a drug test too if he had a sobriety test and he failed they would say well did he take any pills or anything you know like and if it's not pills what did he do that made him unconscious to put the car there i hope it's not something where he hit him in the back of the head or knocked him out and then put his body over there and then and then you know like like, let's be real that's giving them too much credit it's gonna be big cast all over again remember when big cast laid on the ground oh my god to act like he was beat up like it's gonna be just uh, awful 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 and then uh, the only payoff was that freaking elias and jeff Hardy were out of the tournament so then seamus wanted getting back in just to lose to daniel bryan but at least seamus and daniel bryan had a better match than they've had at any wrestlemania their first one it was canceled uh, i think the second one was pre-showed the third one was the aj lee kiss bro kick 
You know what I mean? So it was it was yeah. it was a fuck his choir so I hope at the end it was Scott Hall behind it. I'm done. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> oh god. Oh, hey yo. Oh shit. Yeah, and that was uh that's all. I mean, what was the other important thing? I guess the other thing is Matt Riddle, he didn't even introduce Matt Riddle, they introduced the idea of Matt Riddle. They basically let you know, like, hey, Matt Riddle's coming to SmackDown. He's called up. This was this was the uh let me see if I got it here. This is the video package they used here. Oh god. I'm here to talk about the future. I'm here to announce the next superstar that is going to become the next face of this brand. This is the superstar I've gotten to know over the past few months who has a very bright future. I even got to see him up close and personal when I refereed his last match on NXT this past Wednesday. And tonight, I am happy to announce that he's coming to Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. Bro. My name is Matthew Riddle. The original pro has arrived. It's kind of ironic that my name is Riddle because I'm a tough dude to figure out. I'm pretty laid back, but I've been fighting all my life. Don't be fooled by Riddle's demeanor. I'm pretty chill, but I can go from bro down to throw down on a flip of a switch. Riddle showing off his high octane offense. The strength of Matt Riddle. Riddle becoming NXT Tag Team Champion. I've competed all over the world in all kinds of rings, and I've done it all without wearing shoes. All I need is JBL here. We fight on Friday night tomorrow. He said, Mark said, why he sound like he on a limit date? Go to bed now. <laughs> go to your room, David. Oh, oh, man. Oh, God. No, you didn't just eliminate him. How dare you? You eliminated oh. the shit out of him. That's fucked up. Too, too funny, man. Oh, too, too funny. my God. Oh yeah, but that dude that dude's gonna be a star for sure. Like, Absolutely. Crowd loves him. He's violent as all hell, so I mean the sky's the limit. Don't fuck this up, WWE. Yeah, did I put that in the chat? Probably not. Let me drop that for all all four. Is it four? Yeah, all four chat rooms. <laughs> it's still just one tweet, don't worry. No, don't suffer for yeah. me. <laughs> don't do that. But uh I know did you hear about the other call up? I did not. It looks like, from what I've been hearing, coming to Monday Night Raw, Dominic Dijak. Oh, so that's it, huh? He's out of the Keith Lee thing for good. Yeah, it looks like it looks like that last one was legit, like it. All right, I mean, it's time that's to get a, a big that, man. That's like another that. one potential is for the sky's the limit. Like. Very cool, very cool, man. Yeah, oh yeah, that dude. Oh, I tell you something. Right now, there's a lot of people. Somebody out there don't pay attention to indies. Wait till you get a look at this big motherfucker. Yeah, I've liked him since RH. You know, he's always been fantastic. They could his, his last names kind of meh lately, but dude's ridiculous, hard hitting, high flying. Like, 
Like that, that, that's a that's a future world champion at some point. I don't is know he, when, but is he SmackDown bound as well? Uh, no, he is going to Raw. Okay, all right, good. We're gonna even things out a little bit here. It's looking interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think the whole thing is that like I guess they don't want to put Riddle on Raw with Brock because Brock don't like Brock don't like people who hit him in the face. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much that's the main reason Riddle's going to SmackDown. So you guys know Otis is one of my favorite guys ever since his debut on NXT. Been very very vocal about it. It's been no secret since day one. The first time I saw, I was like, yes, that is it. That is the guy I want. I'm pushing that guy. Well, uh, (laughs) so obviously we're going to talk about, I really like the uh, the SmackDown thing, the the poolside SmackDown. I'm going to show you guys a little bit of it here. This was awesome. Cheers to spending alone time for us. Weird. Ah. Care to test the waters, my golden ray of sunshine? No, I'm getting a little tired. I might take a little nap. A little sleepy? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. They're doing it. <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when I when it started. I think are they doing it? <laughs> are they gonna fast time Zotus? <laughs> they did it. <laughs> That's awesome that it was Otis instead of Mandy. Yeah. That's brilliant right there. Oh dude, I was crying the moment I realized he was gonna do it. Hi Mandy. No, cute always thought you were. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Oh there it is. Oh god. They did it. like the whole thing until I love how they didn't hold back at all. <laughs> oh god. Did I wake you, my precious sea gem? Kind of. I'm sorry, Mandy. It's okay. Oh, I was having an amazing dream. Get up in there. Get up in there. Damn. Now, just imagine how great the heat will be if she's still with Ziggler and cost him his money in the bank briefcase. Oh, my God. What a bitch she'll be. It will be nuclear heat. How far will this Jezebel, as JR would call her if he was still here, how far would this Jezebel be willing to go? (laughs) Yo, I don't give a shit what Cornette says. If that motherfucker wins the world title, I'm for it. Oh, he has to. I want to see. Either that or he has to lose it in a really shitty way. 
Yeah, like if he loses it, it has to be like something just terrible happens. Because obviously, I mean, this Mandy thing, how long is it going to last? You know, the whole his push is dependent on her turning on him. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Um, If she does not turn, Cornette, eat a dick. It works. <laughs> yeah, it definitely works. He complains about a lot of stuff lately. He just, he bitches about stuff just for the sake of bitching. Like George said, he's not winning no title. Hey, if 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 fucking if they, if they put any championship on Lashley, if they put a championship on Goldberg, Otis can win a championship. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at least Otis is entertaining. <laughs> uh, anything you care about with Raw? Uh, I mean, the Rey Mysterio thing, Dominic. I'm gonna need you to get your acting together, buddy. I didn't even like, really pay attention to them. I saw them on the screen. I'm so sick of the Dominic thing. Even when, as little as he's there, it is bad when he's there on screen. I didn't even listen yeah. to what was said. I'm sure it was something it, about uh, what happened to him, right? What else could yeah, it be? Yeah, it, it, it just, he ended it with, uh, I think he said something on the lines of, but he said it was so, ing- I'm going to try to say it almost exactly like he said. It. He was like, Seth, you're a man of scripture, an eye for an eye. And that's probably me being overdramatic. Like, oh, it was just so monotone and fucking like, Oh my god, it's three minutes. I'm not and, giving him three minutes. You yeah, that? don't do that. Like, no way, dude. Like, it, it was so bad because, like, I couldn't help it. Anyway, no, I'll, I'll try to fast forward to the end of it, but continue. But yeah, pretty much, um, the whole thing that annoyed me the most about it is like last week they announced this as like the whole retirement ceremony. I'd only forgotten that's what the Seth Rollins thing was because I was just like, I'm thinking, expect a fucking Ray to come out, but then like. They were like, okay, he's going to give some kind of an update. And it wasn't much of an update. It was just him saying, damn you, Seth. And I was like, where was the update? Like, are you done? Is this it? Are you recovering? Like, is Dominic, like, what's going on? Like, But you can tell they're setting up Dominic to basically fight for his father's honor. I you for what you've done to me and what you put my family through. Damn you, Seth Rollins. Dominic doesn't talk yet, did he? Let's go. Oh, no, here, here, here it comes. What's the, the high-level acting? Seth Rollins, you're a man of scripture. An eye for an eye. Uh, I didn't think I got that word for word. I'm so proud of myself. Uh, See how painful that was? Strike like, bro. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> you're, this guy just tried to blind your father. Uh, I would throw it I almost wish. I almost wish I would have had it the way it, I didn't pay attention that first time. I was putting together the program we're now doing, and I almost wish that version was still the way things were. Like, not I really listened to it. You're right. Oh, dude. Ooh. Like, it's just. And that was him. Because at one point, um, he jumped in on the interview. Because originally it was just Ray. And he jumped in on the interview, just like talking about how angry it was, how it was BS. And I was like, Show some emotion, man. Like, Listen, Dominic. If you're obviously going to be joining Seth Rollins' cult, you're going to need to work on them promos a little bit, buddy. <laughs> you think that's where it's going? Yes, that is where it is going. <laughs> that would be awesome. Especially because especially then you get that Rey Mysterio cry face. We know the face. At one point or another, you've seen the Rey Mysterio cry face. I haven't seen it in years, and I want it. Yeah, I want to see him go, please, please. I can remember with the Batista, please. That You read my fucking mind. <laughs> because that's the exact face I was thinking. We were just like, hey. Oh, man. Tell you, the payoff of this Raymond's Nero cry face, I'm for it. Jesus Christ. Something else, man. Something else. I'm telling you. Anything else about, uh, about Raw? Oh, my God. We're like p- picking for Cherry Pop. I'm here thinking. Like, <laughs> this Raw was that bland. I'm like, you're just picking for Cherry 
You know, but see, the stuff that's good, we get to give a little bit more attention to. Last week's roll was 1.735 million viewers, which was down again. Let's see what happens this week. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even know. This one, they might break the record again. Yeah. Is that it? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, of course, there was Naya being Naya existing. Let's end it on that. So the Naya thing, yeah. which even uh, Kula was freaking out about, like everybody was just sort of a. Uh, you know, up in arms about this entire thing. Everybody just needs to chill out. Like, first of all, for anybody that doesn't know, there was a spot that Nia did to Kyrie Sane where she bloodied her. Basically, they were near the stairs and she was thrown and her head hit the corner of the stairs and busted her open. And uh, apparently she was okay. And she insisted on finishing the match. And it was the back of her head. It hit the corner of the steps somehow. And uh, since she was okay, they just let the match keep going. The deal is, yeah, Naya is shit. You're right. She has had some bad situations. First yeah. of all, we, I never got to see the bump, though. So I can't say. There's time. It, we, don't, we don't know the situation. I'm not defending her, but I'm just saying we completely are oblivious because when they showed the match tonight, it wasn't done. But I know there were certain people who... Anytime there was a bump, they were like, oh, God, Naya. But there was a spot that they showed where she whipped her front face into the steps. And, and one of you guys were in the chat. I'm going, oh, my God, Naya, you're so stiff. Like, it's like, like no, that, yeah, that was cool. Those are not the that you're looking for the because you already read about it. You're looking for the bump that I'm sure WWE is not going to show you because yeah. they said that she was bleeding out of the back of her head. They're not going to show it if they can edit it. If there was a botch that bad, we're never going to see it, unfortunately. So I don't know enough about what happened to say whose fault it was or how she took the bump. It could be Nia. It's not, it's likely Nia, but I'm not going to like every single time I see it, like everyone's thinking, is this the bump? Is this the bump? Is this the bump? Personally, and it's just my opinion, I could be wrong. I don't think that anything that you saw tonight was the bump because yeah. nothing looked like it was the bump. And secondly, if they said she was bleeding out of the back of her head, like there was no point that looked like she was bleeding or that she had bled. So they cleaned it up. They have editors, man. This is a fucking million dollar company. Like you're looking to see if they, the way you think they edited it for people who are looking, you're you're making it think like, like the bump happened. And then just before she was busted open, like they did the hard cut right there. So you're still going to see the bump, but just not there. The thing, I think the whole thing's just not there right now. You know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, like if it wasn't for the dirt sheets that had reported that you would have just saw a regular Nia Jax match and it would just be like, it just comes off like you're just bitching now. Like, So if we could get information further, then I'll gladly shit on her with you. Like if yeah. we find out, yeah, that it was her, but I don't really know. I'm, early reports are saying people are saying it wasn't her, at least that were there. Unfortunately, we're in a time where, where the arena is not there. So like there's not some cell phone footage likely to pop up, but the people there, no one said that it was her. It could have just been a freak accident. And unfortunately, amongst all the times that it was her fault, this was one time that it wasn't. I don't know, but I'm just saying, give, give the, uh, Give the benefit of the doubt. Will she be out for a long time, George? Because I didn't hear anything like that. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about her being out. She wasn't concussed or anything, was she? No, she was. She seemed to be moving. Well, I mean, a week isn't really being out. She was yeah. out longer when she got concussed at freaking tables out of the chairs last year. Yeah, I know everyone. Everyone wants to blame Nye. I get it. I hear you. You know, let's just let the uh, the evidence speak for itself. I mean, like from. From from what they showed in that match, it was just typical Nia Jax match. Nothing out of the ordinary. I just hope that they are at least of sound enough mind as a company to remember past mistakes that they've made when they didn't pull people off of the roster when they were clearly dangerous like Oksana. And how I was on here week after week saying she's eventually going to hurt somebody. She's eventually going to hurt somebody. And she broke freaking Naomi's orbital bone. 
because she forgot when you come down with a knee, a knee drop, that you're you're letting the uh, the knee off the person's face hit the ground, not the knee on the person's face. If that's something you forget, you probably are not you. trained. I forgot. <laughs> Basically, I forgot I wasn't actually supposed to knee you in your face. Yeah. When I was in the air, you know, so, yeah. so you got to be careful if, cause if she is dangerous and that's the reason I'm saying, have a little bit of patience. If she's as dangerous as she looks or some of you think she is, I hate to say it, but she's eventually going to fuck up and not be able to take it back and they won't be able to explain it down or edit it out. Exactly. You know, but and George, and George Knight ain't winning that title. She ain't beat Oscar in NXT, SmackDown, Raw, no, she's not winning that shit. I hope not. I can't say for <laughs> sure if she will or not though. You know. She's for one thing, Oscar's too over. And like I said, their track record speaks for itself. <laughs> like, yeah. Like every time they fought, Oscar's beaten her worse than the time before. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think that that is it here. Join us yeah. in the chat room this upcoming Sunday because uh, we have the NXT TakeOver pay per view coming up. And of course, don't forget, guys, whatever stream you're watching from, we do stuff throughout the week. So, you know, you can always tune in to any of that. It's going to be a lot of fun dealing with everything coming forward. Uh, new events, new plans, and uh, hopefully pay-per-view. Did they, would they air the match? Yeah. Why did they air yeah. the match? I guess because they still wanted to have the match, you know? Yeah, like, no, no sense in cutting Especially Kyrie's since she insisted on, on finishing it injured, you know, it would suck not to uh, not to do it. If the girl wanted to do it that badly and then you just don't air it after she put that level of effort into it. Yeah, be one thing if she just didn't finish. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's pretty much it. That's a wrap. That is a wrap, folks. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to everyone who has hung out for this entire thing. All of you, I want you to remember that uh, times are rough globally, but for various reasons, none of you are alone. Especially in this community, our DMs are always open, and I mean that. You can hit me up on Twitter, even if you never have before. At Rick Daraman, send the website. Go to talkbrunch.com. And if you find yourself with too much spare time during your isolation, well, I'm sure we can find a place and a role for you within our community. Just reach out and ask. It'll happen. That being said, chat room, thank you. Mark710, Willie V2, EB, Kula, George Z, Sayaman Senpai, Stasis Dreams, King Quest710, Manny8448, Joza Agitario. TC199231, Rastafile, Bongo Mag, Timothy, Meme Man321, as well as you on all the other three chat rooms and those of you on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, listening on demand across all platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Bunch Live, episode 386, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin, we are out of here. Now, on that note, I need to go find a grandma quick. Shut it down.